Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply It's a show that brings you all good things football. A pot of two halves. With the three wise men of football. Tom Woods. Michael Carden Edwards. And the bitter toffee himself, Lee Collard. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Arse, the footballing podcast brought to you by the Sports Social Podcast Network. And today is episode 128 and a brand new season is upon us and there's no finer way to celebrate than bringing the boys in straight away, including the wonderful Mr. Jackson. Jackson, say hello first and then I'll bring in the other two munchkins. Uh, hello and, and welcome and have welcome to have me again. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. <laughs> welcoming yourself into the pod there, I see. I, I feel it's time that I did that. Just welcome <laughs> myself, it's easier. Perfect. How you doing though? You good? I'm good, man. Um, it's really muggy here. I don't know if it's the same with you guys here. It feels really hot here today. I've got um, beads of sweat running down my face as we yeah, speak. Yeah, I'm dripping over here. It's horrible. Because Mike won't let anyone have a fan on, so the listeners should understand this. This is why we sit here and sweat away doing this pod, just for your ears. Because we're actually dying over here. Bear in mind, I'm just going to say, it's 33 degrees where I am right now, and it's 10 o'clock at night. So if anyone's struggling, mate, it's me. Yeah? I, bet, I bet you've got aircon on, though. Aircon's mm. quiet. No, I, I don't have aircon on this room, mate. It's, it's like a death machine in here. But Spanish homes are built for heat. It's true. It is a cool house. British homes are not. We're we, we designed to, to in, <laughs> keep the heat in. Is one why we're all dying. But Diego, we just heard wonderful Mike. He's doing fine in Spain. Uh, fine in Spain, by all accounts. Woods, are you rusty, mate? Are you okay? I mean, I feel very rusty. I, I'm I'm all over the show. I mean, Jackson's thrown me with his welcoming himself in, you know, to the pod. And now I'm like, 
Uh, my my job's done pretty much. But uh, Woods, I'm going to welcome you in. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Hello. Good. Are you, are you good. sweaty? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit humid, mate. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's been it's been a moment, hasn't it? Um, last time we spoke, um, England had just whiffed on their opportunity for the first time in a lifetime. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about the season ahead. Um, hmm. We're we getting into obviously we... the excitement. I mean, they, there's been a lot going on this week. Apparently, some guy. Move for a hundred million, but not that, not that anyone gave a fuck. Basically, by the time Friday happened, because uh, bigger news happened. Well, let's let's go straight into it then, because that is the big news, isn't it? Leo Leo Messi, the goat, is pretty much. I mean, it's it's not finalised, but he's pretty much at PSG. How do we? Feel yeah, about I mean, it'd be a shock at this point. He's literally in Paris, waving to all the fans. It would be the mother of all surprises if somehow he ends up somewhere other than Paris at this point. He's well, completed all... the medical, is my understanding. Uh, he's getting paid an incredible amount of money. Uh, the term free transfer really doesn't apply for this deal, but they will obviously term it as such. But it's incredible. Um, you know what? I'm, I usually save this for the end of the podcast, but I'm, I'm jumping ahead on this. Um, my winner of the offseason is Lionel Messi, right? And I'm going to explain why. He gave all the crocodile tears on Sunday. Oh. He's so so upset about leaving Barcelona after trying to force his fucking way out of that club last year. And he's landed at the best landing place to end his European career in Paris, surrounded by elite players in a league where uh, I think strikers have notoriously feasted, padded those numbers, given himself the best opportunity to finish with another, at least one European cup before he calls it a day, while still earning all of the fucking money in the world. He's pulled a blinder here because everyone saw kind of, oh, look, he's really upset. He doesn't want to leave. And everyone's forgotten the fact that literally he wanted to leave last year. The whole thing has worked out perfectly for Lionel Messi. It's beautiful. I, I, only you would could have this this view of crocodile You know what's amazing tears. about this as well? Because the, the amazing thing, look, the, the whole thing has got to here because Barcelona are like literally the worst run club in football. There's no club that comes close to it. But how did it all begin? How did it all begin? And this is the beauty of it. It all began because Neymar went to Paris. And somehow we've now got to the point, Neymar leaving Barcelona to get out of the shadow of Lionel Messi led through different steps obviously along the way where Barcelona scrambled and pissed money up the wall trying to get back to being the best team in Europe uh, paying Antoine Griezmann £900,000 a week um, has basically dumped them in such a financial mess they can no longer afford to keep their greatest player of all time and he's now playing in Paris it's, it's, it's a remarkable turn of events and yet again Neymar is back in the shadow uh, so a penny for his force, although by all accounts, he's been pushing very I'm hard. I'm about to, have to say, guy, Neymar right? has been pushing for him to come back because I think he's realised that if he w wants to win a Champions League at PSG, he's going to probably need the, the best player of all time to, to come and join him. It's incredible. The whole thing's incredible, right? Mate, PSG have had, I mean, they're my winner of the window, to be honest with you, just in, in general, not just Messi. I mean, Messi's getting paid, what, 25 million over two years plus bonuses? That's yeah. after tax. 25 to sign. Well. Yeah, 25 to sign, 25 after tax, yeah. Um, and so this, these are the players PSG have signed in the off-season, right? They got Hakimi for 60 million euros. 
uh, Danilo Pereira for 16 million euros. Then they got Wijnaldum on a free, Sergio Ramos on a free, Donnarumma on a free, and Messi on a free. Like, obviously, you know, they're not frees. They're going to cost them a lot of money. But any window where you get to sign Ramos, Messi, and Donnarumma, regardless of age, is just an incredible bit of business, to be honest with you. Yep. The fact that Ramos and Messi are now going to play together. The two respective captains of the Classico teams are now playing in Paris. That, I, I hadn't even thought of my that. Brain. That is, yeah, it's, that it's is mental. Gen- genuinely mind-blowing. Like, how how on earth? It, it, it's, it, you know that you do the fantasy draft on FIFA? Basically, Paris have played that this summer. They're like, yeah, we'll do this. This well, is what we're going to do. I was going to say, you boys play Football Manager. Have you ever had a window like this in Football Manager where you can just go and pick up the freeze, essentially? Uh, not, not this nothing, number. Not, no. Nothing like this, mate. Nothing like this. So it's almost unprecedented then, isn't it? It's, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, this is what you get when you get pipped to the title in Liga, right? PSG go and flex the old muscles. But the, but the expectation is on them now uh, because they... They need to go and win the Champions League. That, got that, got there a manager no... that's notorious for not getting across the line, right? That pressure, that pressure now on Pochettino because he, he's not had a good time, right? Let's not mix it. To fail to win the league title as Paris manager is nothing but a failure. Uh, so he's got to turn that around, right? They, they got past Bayern Munich purely because Lewandowski was injured. And then failed in the semi-final. It's, it's now showtime, right? You've, you've, you've listed off these incredible signings that they, they've now been able to get. If he fails or if he's trending that way, he won't be in the job much longer, and, right? And bear in mind, they already have a team of the likes of, you know, Verratti, Mbappe, yeah, yeah. Neymar, Di Maria. You know, they've got some really good footballers already at the club. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, let's just add in Ramos and Messi and Juan ah. Aldemusa and Donnarumma. You know, there you go. And the... The thing for me, which I just find funny, is that you look at Pochettino and it wasn't too long ago he was begging, you know, scratch, <laughs> pleading with uh, Daniel Levy to, you know, buy some players, you know, and now he's just like, oh, I've won the lottery. Like, who in their right mind as a football manager sits there and goes, I'm now... Go-. Pochettino must be sitting there when he goes to bed at night and he goes, I'm managing Neymar and Bappe and Messi as my forward line. Can you ask? Can you, can you ask? Answer me a question. And how do they uh, play with uh, You know the um, FFP. Like how, how is this? How is this the thing? There's ways of cooking books, mate. There's I, cooking uh, books, and then there's cooking books. You know, but, as look, we just there's, mentioned, there's, there's, all there's those a lot signings of all freebies. They're going to be on some ridiculous wages. The wage bill there is something astronomical. But like, look, there's already murmurings out there that Paris um, are being given a free license because of certain things that are 18 months away. Uh, the Qatar World Cup is a big mm. thing, obviously. The Qatari own Paris. I mean, it, this deal is incredible. When Think about this. Neymar, Mbappe, Messi are the three biggest stars in world football, barring Cristiano. And I don't know that Jackson would argue that Cristiano is above <laughs> them all, but they all play for the Qatari Paris team with a World Cup at least it's the perfect marketing opportunity there's a lot of um, dick swinging on this I think there was a pointing out the fact that they managed to get Messi over the UAE owned Manchester City was a big draw as well but when it comes down to FFP it doesn't make sense there's there's no way that that wage bill should fit because I've heard that they have to get rid of 10 players I've heard that yeah good luck 
this isn't a selling market. I think that um, Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal um, are all suffering with a market for which selling players is very difficult. Getting players off the books, very difficult. I mean, fuck it. Barcelona found this. They were basically spent the last month trying to get players off their books to get Messi on board. It wasn't through lack of trying to keep Lionel Messi that they've ended in this situation. Um, but yeah, it, it stinks. It probably stinks. Um, I don't think that I don't think certain teams are playing fair, but that's just European football at this point. Fair fairness in European football has never existed. I know that a lot of these fans fans of of Barcelona are crying out about oil clubs. Go fuck yourself. So that's why I say I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this so much. Basically, seeing the misery they're going through. They've had basically a ridiculous advantage due to dodgy officiating. You only have to go ask. Arsenal fans, let alone Chelsea fans, about the bullshit UEFA officials have been. And the fact is, they have pissed money up the wall. They've outspent the oil clubs. They just spent it badly and they've lost. And now they've lost the greatest footballer of all time. And I love it. I love it. They're going to have to watch Memphis fucking Depay try and fill those boots. Good luck. Good luck. Enjoy that. And the mad thing about this is because how it all comes about is that Perez wins. Because Real Madrid aren't in the same financial dire mess that they're in. They're going to be able to clear bail off the books next year and next summer, while Barcelona is try, still trying to sort their mess, they're going to have a summer where Mbappe will come in. They'll certainly be in the Haaland sweet stakes. There's a good opportunity that Paul Pogba may well also be available. They're going to basically build a super team next year while Barcelona is still having to field Aguero on his one good leg. And Memphis Depay, it's, 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 it's incredible. Like Real Madrid may well have a dynasty in place in Spanish football for the next 10 years because of this mess. It's interesting you mentioned Aguero. I heard that he uh, wanted out soon as because obviously he moved because his best pal played at Barcelona in terms of Messi and now Messi's fucked off. So yeah. Aguero's yeah, just I, sitting there going, oh, great. So as you say, I'm now looking around. I've got Memphis Depay. That's going to be poisonous by the way because obviously we've got fans back and COVID has certainly played a part in all of this mess with Barcelona and the financial mess they find themselves in but these fans will look at Antoine Griezmann they'll look at um, all of these players on these big contracts and they will blame them for the fact that Lionel Messi is no longer at that football well, the, club Griezmann's It'll already be been poisonous. scapegoated hasn't he? Yeah I mean ultimately Griezmann's going to bear the brunt of it rightly or wrongly I mean ultimately it's not his fault that he was offered such a ludicrous salary but he will basically get the dogs from from the fans. I mean, you. I think there was um, something that a poster did the roundabout their their wage structure. It's hilarious. It's just generally just mind boggling. Like who was offering these deals? And ultimately, it comes down to it. Bartomeu, right? Is that I'm, I'm, Mikey might be able to correct me on my 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 pronunciation. He's generally gone in there and ruined this club. Like I, I don't. There's no two ways about it. He's generally ruined Barcelona Football Club through just incredible mismanagement. I don't. I don't get. There's a classic um, story about Peter Ridsdale, right, at Leeds with um, Seth, Johnson. Seth Johnson, right, where <laughs> Seth Johnson comes in and he offers him 30 grand a week. Seth Johnson sits there stunned, doesn't say anything. And then Ridsdale panics and says 35 grand. And it keeps ticking up because Seth Johnson can't believe what's happening here. And he ends up paying basically Seth Johnson 40 grand a week without basically Seth Johnson asking for anything close to that. And Leeds obviously end up in financial ruin. It kind of feels like this is what's happened at Barcelona with these salaries. It's, it's, it's genuinely dumbfounded because I thought players wanted to play for Barcelona. 
These salaries scream of players that do not want to play for Barcelona. They're playing for money. And that was whole, the whole shtick about players wanting to play for Manchester City and Paris. But it turns out like Barcelona are as stinky as the rest of them when it comes to it. The funny thing with Barcelona is for me is that they go back how many years where they had the Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets, Messi, the glory, right? Puyol, the, 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 one of the potentially the greatest club team of all time, right? That that was what a lot of people called them. Not my cup of tea, if you remember. Nope. Not a big not fan mine. of the old Tiki Taka. However, love it. Unplayable on its day, right? Of course you do, Lee. Um the, the funny thing about all of this is is that Barcelona's Youth Academy has been much well lauded over the years as well. The problem now is is that for so for the last five years or so, um since Neymar went, they've been throwing money at the issue, at the gaping holes in their squad recklessly and blocking these youth players from coming through. And now they're all going to fuck off. Uh, like Alex Mariba, uh, Pedri, like these guys aren't sticking around to be part of Barcelona because A, Barcelona need to cash in and B, they don't want to play for Barcelona anymore. Why, why would you want to go and play under Komen? Oh I was about to say, no, no. surely though you can counter that by saying now is the pathway to come through because they, they have to shift players off their. Yeah, books. but the best, but but the 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 sensible way, Man United proved this this formula, right? The best way to bring youth players in is to introduce them into a winning system, okay? Where you go, right, here is our strong 11. And what we'll do is we will rest a player each week and a youth player comes into that spot every week. Barcelona had the opportunity to do that where they could bring in a player, maybe rest Busquets for a game, maybe rest De Jong for a game, but they've still got Suarez, Messi, whoever, to then win the game, as it were. The guy gets experience. And Barcelona didn't do that. They played the same team endlessly to dust uh, obviously with some uh, help let's just say as well um, they played this high pressing football they killed that squad to dust and no one got any opportunities you know how it's many how, youth players Thiago ended system? up at uh, Bayern on the cheap as well right exactly because they wouldn't play these youth players it's a, it's a fair point the reason why these youth players are going as well is because they can't afford to pay them no, exactly. They need they need they need to cash in, and they can't afford to pay what these guys are worth. I mean, look at someone like Pedri after the World Cup, lights up the place. He's gonna, you know, in his brain, comes back. Well, give me a new deal then. Look, look what I can do. Barcelona is sitting there going, well, can't, we can't. actually afford to give you that. I, 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 I think you missed a point actually. I think you've got. There's another point that you've got. Oh. Barcelona have. You know, players want to play in the Champions League. They're not in the Champions League. You know, these young players want to play in that competition. They can't offer them that. They simply Jack, can't. Jack, Jackson's going at the Super League route, the fact that he's waiting for UEFA to kick Barcelona, Real Madrid and, and Juventus out of it. And now, obviously, that actually is a, an in, interesting point because the bailout came from La Liga to keep Messi, right? The bailout money. That was that was basically an arranged deal with a uh, an interest fund. Hedge fund. Uh, hedge fund for 2.7 billion, right? For 10% of the rights. It didn't sound a particularly great deal when you kind of read into it, but it was a way of getting money in so Barcelona can basically keep Messi. Um, And what it required was Barcelona to go and say, the Super League is dead. And they didn't want to. And ultimately, their own selfishness for wanting this fucking European Super League, which now consists of Barcelona, Juventus and Real Madrid, uh, alive is constantly Lionel Messi playing somewhere else. It's just, 
It's insane. And I will say on that note as well, like the people that lose out of this, it's not just Barcelona, but it's football fans. Mm. Because who the fuck cares about Liga? Like, I don't care what that league will never be a league that I'm going to want to watch. All right. I'll watch PSG in the Champions League. Of course I will. But I ain't going to tune in for PSG versus some fishermen. Like, great. That's not, that's not, that's not a competition. It's not football. Yeah. They didn't win the week, the league last year. Fair enough. Because they don't take it seriously. Because yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like now we've got three of the biggest players in world football playing in a league that doesn't matter. It's like we 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 talk about the um, you know players go like uh, what's his name Carrasco when he went uh, you know to China wherever it was on a payday and it's like we you know, good player there in his prime years randomly basically saying goodbye to competitive football almost not quite an Oscar because Oscar wasn't great. Um, <laughs> But you've got three players there that are literally three of the best players in the world, certainly with Messi, the best player in the world, and Mbappe, the future best player in the world, Neymar, top three players in the world. They're all playing a garbage league that week in, week out doesn't matter. You know, it's like, uh, for me, that leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth a little bit. Like, I'd rather these players take the game a bit more seriously than league. Or maybe I'm being disrespectful but, but, there. But, well, probably a little bit, but I definitely see your angle. But look, surely the point is that if Messi, Messi couldn't stay at Barcelona because Barcelona simply couldn't afford him, and if they did continue to try and, you know, even with this hedge, hedge fund, they would have just, ultimately, they would have fucked themselves over further along the line. So they mm-hmm. look, basically, Messi isn't fucking, you know, he's not going to be around forever. They had to get rid of him at some point. They're going to have to start planning for the future. And mm-hmm. I feel like their hand has been Maybe this is the a little bit right? forced. But yeah, but yeah, exactly. They need to go for it. They, they had no choice. And I feel point. like Messi, where is, where, and where's Messi going to go? He's either going to go Man City or he's going to go to PSG. Obviously, Man City, by the looks of things, have, um, they're throwing their eggs in the basket of Grealish and Kane. They are doing probably, well, trying to stick with FFP a lot more than what uh, PSG are doing, certainly. So basically, it was either PSG and he's going to go to China because China are now basically... Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I should stress, I'm not blaming Messi for this. I mean, I know that he said in his press conference, I offered to take a 50% pay cut. You know, sure but, yeah, but, yeah, but um, that's all he could do though, isn't it? Because of the Spanish yeah. law, you can't take anything more than the 50% pay cut. Is yeah, that right? I, I, yeah. He he did not offer to take a 50 percent pay cut. I get I get I I, I, well, I it's will structured, be... wasn't it? It's structured The deal was structured in such a way that they were basically it was a two year contract for which they were gonna pay over five years. No. Basically they tried to fiddle it to try and get under it it, it, it stinks of salary cap stuff like what they try and no. do in the NFL. Because effectively that's what they got. They've got a salary cap in, in La Liga. It's funny because actually like the, the salary cap in La Liga, which I think is something that we've spoken about in this pod about having something like that across Europe, has actually punished someone for being bad at squad building. This is exactly what I want. It's, it's done, done the job. It's done the job. But I mean, look, La Liga is an interesting league, right? Because you've got Real Madrid, as you talked about, Woods, who are probably in a pretty good position next year. Um, mm. We'll see how they get on, I guess. Atleti, who are a billion pounds in debt, a billion euros in debt. Barcelona, who are just financially crippled beyond belief and have got loads of very extravagantly played players, paid players. Um, I mean, it's all coming up roses for Real Madrid, but a competitive league, it does not make. No. Uh, so, well, they have lo- they have want- lost Ferran though, and they've lost Ramos. Yeah, and they've got Ancelotti, the snake, as now manager. <laughs> I mean, they have got they they have brought in David Alaba, right? I mean, he's not wanting to play centre half. He's made it abundantly clear he doesn't want to play there. But it might be a case of uh, someone's got to play there. 
I think uh, they'll be fine. They've got Eden Militao. He's really he's 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 a he's a good player. There's no uh, doubt they're against, not against the majority of La Liga. He's gonna, they're going to be fine. They're not competing for European Cup next year, right? Well, let's, this let's is let's the thing, real. though. And now 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 like the um, do I want to watch La Liga? I'm less inclined to now. I know Messi's there. Ronaldo obviously went a couple of seasons ago. It feels like it's it's a little bit more devalued, and my interest is is waning. And if anything, I'm probably more interested to go and now watch Liga, so you can understand almost. Oh yeah. The attraction of bringing oh, yeah. someone like Messi. All, in. By the way, all the other French clubs are all about this. Well, they would all be. of them are all about this because they they know they know how their bread's buttered, <laughs> right? Their bread's buttered by the fact that that Paris has these superstars because people watch the league because of the superstars. They they understand that basically. Look, we're playing for seconds most of the time unless Paris fuck it all up and then one of us might sneak in. They're okay with that because it's they 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 are financially but especially after COVID. COVID has fucked that league properly. It's, it's clearly fucked quite a lot of leagues. In fact the Premier League's the only one that was basically resilient to it because of the T V money. The fact is a lot of those clubs in, in Liga, they're humble fishermen. <laughs> they don't know any better. They just want some nice fish at the end of the day. And Messi, Neymar Messi, Neymar and Mbappe are the biggest fish around. Okay? They're gonna be happy. Okay. Can I ask another question though? With obviously Atleti and like Barcelona crippled financially, does that give an opportunity for someone else to step up? Make that hey, here comes football? here comes Betis, mate. Here yes. we go. Here well, we go. Yeah, They're going to go find Dan, that new Dan Ilson, mate. That's what they need to do, right? <laughs> mate, I watched I watched the pre the preseason game Wolves versus Betis, mate. Fuck my life. That was the dullest game of football I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, it was miserable. Wolves won as well, like an 88th minute winner. It's like, oh yeah. God, it was it was miserable. Uh, Catrone scored, for Christ's sake. But oh my God, the slowest, non-atmospheric, negative game of football. And I was sitting there with uh, one of my girlfriend's brothers and he was just like, I was like, is this how Betis play every week? And he's like, ah, well, we, we try to play better than this. And I was like, God. You know, and they had a team out there, like, you know, Fakir and all that lot. And it was just like, oh, this is dreadful. Well, hmm. they're say like with... Um... With Betis and Sevilla, or Seville, being in Seville, it's like the choice that I have. Where when I when I say choice, I watch Everton, and yet your city neighbours are are better, and you you have to you've just chosen the dull team basically. You know, mate, uh, mate, mate, Betis, you could Betis have been a renegade, kid. mate. You could have been a renegade, yeah, and you could have been like, I'm I'm supporting Sevilla, mate. But you chose to go. With... I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be allowed in the house to be honest with you. That that would, it's, it's quite a life or death thing with these people. You've lived with me um, for years, mate. You've seen like you know the misery that I have to go through watching Everton, mate. If you become a Betis fan, this is what's going to happen to you, mate. Does this mean Green Michael would have got the kids. horse's head? Would you have got Green. the horse's head thrown at you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. Michael Figo Cardinelli's. I like it. Okay. <laughs> All right, boys. Um, I feel like we've had enough uh, chatter there about farmers leagues and Messi. Um, we'll we'll have a break. And then when we come back, I feel like we'll, uh, we'll bring it back closer to home, yeah? So let's let's have that break now. Right, so football is upon us, the new season. We've got some contenders and pretenders, as Woods has dubbed it, in the, uh, in the, the, the WhatsApp group for what he wants to talk about. Now, I, I'm going to put it straight out there. It, it, part of the, the contenders and pretenders, he's put in Arsenal. I didn't want, want to talk about Arsenal, but he's assured me that we need to talk about Arsenal in this in this category of contenders um so we're going to kick off with them because we're going to do it alphabetically so uh, arsenal <laughs> are, <laughs> I, I, I don't even want, are, are they contenders because i know the answer they're not contenders but i, I guess there's an angle because woods has got them in so woods oh, can no, I, wait, Mikey, can, sorry, can, I just, 
may I come in quickly? I think I feel like we started this show like all straight away. Let's talk about Messi, right? And we haven't really talked about how are you all feeling <laughs> about things. Like this is the first time I've spoken to you guys in this setting for like a month, right? Since the last show, which felt like years ago. Like, feel like we've a got month. a new intro. We've got new artwork, boys. This is a new season. Yeah. Let's let's get excited about it. Yeah. Before we start going in and boring ourselves to death with Arsenal, right? This. Just let's talk about our excitement. Are we happy that football is back? As, as, as well, no, I'm going to say, I'm going to come in straight away. <laughs> Obviously, we have got a new intro. And to be fair, I hadn't taken that into account. But I, I'm being dubbed the bitter toffee. And if there's ever a time that I'm going to be bitter, it's going to be this season, mate. I can promise you. Last year, obviously, I had the excitement of Hammers arriving and a... You know, Alan and Decore, and as you know, I was trying to downplay it a little bit. But inside, I was a little bit excited. I was like, you know, got got Hammers Rodriguez. You know, a a you know wonderful, exquisite little player. Uh, and now we've you know we're signing Andros Townsend. So, mate, <laughs> your all your fucking Twitter feed is from Everton's official feed is big in Townsend up, mate. It's all it's done is basically talk. And I swear they're doing it because the responses from Everton fans is like seriously fuck off with this. The thing, the thing is, I actually thought about this um, in terms of an angle. Like, basically, if you know when, if you you know you sign a player, and you're not you don't know too much about him. You go and check out the the YouTube reel, and you're like, cool, yeah, he looks good. Literally, if you didn't know anything about Andros Townsend, Ooh, and you checked out his YouTube, got some goals, right? You'd be like, cool, he's, he scores some fucking great goals. This guy is going to be the bollocks. But obviously, we all know because we you know Andros Townsend's only yeah, played in the him. Premier League. That that's not the case. They're very few and far between. He, he's very much a man that likes to have a shot. So every now and again, one of those shots will go in. But for the most part, they, they don't. But anyway, I don't want to talk about Everton. I don't want to talk about my bitterness because Everton aren't contenders and they're definitely not even pretenders. So, I w- Well, you had, said, you had said, Mr. Collard, when we were discussing this in the pod, on the, on the, on the uh, WhatsApp the other day, that you basically, you, this might be the season that you just stop following football. <laughs> Like, and that's quite that's quite a uh, an extra that's quite a big statement to make considering your love of the game. Well, you threw you know? some bait out there, and I, I certainly nibbled when you obviously said that you know how how much I love watching League One and League Two football. Because um, you're a real football fan. Because right? I am a real football fan, and you know I do branch out of the top six uh, from the Premier League. But um, yeah, I'm just not excited, mate. And you know Rafa Benitez, I, I can't, I can't. I can't <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and, then, and I'm sitting there, I'm prime for baiting because, like, and that, that's the thing that also, like, I'm sitting here and, like, we're signing, to, like, was it Damari Gray, Andros Townsend, Rafa Benitez is our new manager, and he's not even rocking a suit, you know, he's rocking a tracksuit and a hat, and it's like, oh, please, mate, help me out. Um, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I will be positive. We won a fucking cup, okay? No ah. longer do I have to talk about FA Cup 1995, and I can now talk about the 2021 Florida Cup winners right over here. Big time, mate. mate. Well, well, genuinely well done. I mean, look. You say well done, mate. Honestly, did you watch the game? You, you said you watched Betis no, and Wolves. I can assure you yeah. that Everton versus Pumas and Millionaires, or whatever the fuck they're called, was far, far worse, mate. And yeah. I, and, 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 we mate, struggled, it, it, and we struggled as well. It, it, it could be worse. Oh, wait a minute. Guilty Sigurdsson. Oh, no, it can't <laughs> actually get much worse, could it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, mate, and the, also, the, like... The highs, the highs of last summer, right, to this. I, honestly, I, we haven't really spoke much about Everton's business because you're just refusing to talk about it over on what's... Like, you're just like a blank wall when it comes to Everton these days. Mate, Benitez, Townsend, this is miserable stuff, right? 
See, this is what annoys me because, like, I feel for you, gen, man. Gen, like, apparently, we're like generally having to like confide, well, not confide. What's the word? Like, you know, basically play to fair, you know, financial fair play. Mm, we, fair we're, play we're yeah. having to do that. Yeah. Well, Paris, but yeah, <laughs> Paris are like I, pissing I, I, money I look all around over the place. And I'm like, I know we've, I know we've been a bit, you know, stupid with our money over the past few seasons, and you know, splashed out a 35 million on a Wobi or whatever. And you know, we can all have a laugh, but like, I, I, I don't understand like how it's gone from like the extremes of I don't know signing the likes of Rodriguez and, and Allen probably obviously on big wages I appreciate that but we've shifted some players this season Bernard Bernard being one he was like on 120 grand a week so uh, I, I just glorious Bernard I just I just can't get my head around like why why it's gone like why we're literally shopping in in you know not even like you know the B market. We've got we've dropped down to the C and D market. I feel. I've like. got a well, question, mate, right? Because obviously we, we won't talk about Villa today. Um, but like Villa have had a. I had Villa on my list. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like if Arsenal are on the list, Villa um, are more, more contenders than fucking. Villa, Villa have had themselves a window, and I look at the signings. I'm like, yeah, yeah, those are the signings I'd expect Marcel Brands to be fucking doing. Like, where's Marcel Brands? Bring him out, all right? Where is he? Where are you? Where are you? Let's be having like you know what I mean. Like what the fuck has Marcel Brands been doing? I I, I don't know, mate. I, I generally feel like he's yeah, mate. I, I think I think the man and the is, a is charlatan. The, yeah, and the geezer got a new contract as well. Yeah, I, what's he done to deserve that, mate? When I saw that you'd paid two million quid for Damari Gray, I was like, wow, that's that's where we're shopping now, is it? I mean, Brands, I reckon he's been on the pit. He's been in Wobie's back garden with him going, look, you've got to become a £35 million footballer, mate. Look, we'll do some one-on-one training all summer. <laughs> right, me and you, no, we'll get, we'll, we'll, you'll do it, I promise. Wobie's been playing street football, like, in, you know, in, in, in the cages this season, trying to look like, you know, something of a footballer. Generally, that's what he's been doing. Like, and he's been putting out his like skill skill reels, or like, and it's like, oh, good, you you beat some I you guys. Me, I think you sent me one of him megging someone. Exactly, right? but you're megging someone that literally doesn't play professional football. Put him on a fucking pitch with professional footballers, and he looks the opposite of a professional footballer. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Should we go? Should we go? Should we go yeah. faster now? Because we're going to go to Chelsea. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're gonna, we're we'll, gonna... we'll talk about Everton next week when we're talking about relegation candidates, right? Because that's what we're saving for next week. But we're oh, going to. This season's going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Woods. Just don't bait me, please, because otherwise I will be not doing the pod ever again. <laughs> Talk to me about Arsenal, apparently. Contenders. Yeah, it's not been the best of windows in many ways. Um, uh, 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 what? what? I, I hate to disagree with you, Woods, right? on the first show of the year. I hate to disagree with you, but Arsenal fans are telling me that, you know, Ben White is going to be an absolute steal at uh, 50. I feel like this is where we bring Jackson in. because Jackson... This is definitely where he's kind of come in because I, I believe Jackson's specific words were Ben White is a better signing than Rafa Varane. I did not say that. I definitely <laughs> did not say that. I, I said I think it was an improvement on what they had, which I think is fair, to be honest. I actually don't yeah. think Ben White's that bad a player. Um, yeah, okay, I. Played. I think it's all right. I think it's an improvement on what they had, and you know, at least they're making progress in the right areas. I mean, they're, at least they're addressing the defense. But the, pro- the, problem, last year. the problem I have with it, in a way, is that they spent thirty million pounds on William Saliba to give him zero opportunity, and then spent fifty million pounds on basically his replacement. It feels like it. They've been spending a lot of money on centre halves when there's th- this team isn't flush with cash. I think we can kind of understand that. And they've got holes all over the pitch, really. I, I think they, they, one of the problems they've had is, uh, we've already touched on it, shifting players. I think they'd like to have shifted Lacazette. I think they'd like to have shifted other players. To uh, Shaka, obviously, clearly William. Shaka. Willian. All these players on big salaries, I think that Arteta's looked at and gone, don't fit what I want to do. 
but they've not been able to. They haven't been able to get um, anywhere close. So I think Are they're they offering like, Shaka a new deal. Uh, yeah, because yes. it's, it's a mad turn of events here. Because it seemed that they were like, yeah, you can go. And he was like, excellent. I'm going to go to Roma. That's where I want to go. I want to go play for Roma. Uh, couldn't agree a fee. And now he's signing a new contract. And I, well, then it's a bizarre Basically, term. Arsenal saw him put on some half-decent performances at the Euros and thought, actually, yeah. we're going to try and get a little bit more money out of you. We basically got a little bit greedy, essentially, with Roma. Yeah, in a way. Um, I, look, I've already said, it's not a seller's market. I think a lot of clubs are experiencing this. is not a, un- Unless you happen to be one of the clubs where the big boys are trying to get a player from. I don't think it's easy to shift a player like Shaka. It's almost impossible to shift a player like Lacazette for the value that you want. And I think that they've suffered with it. They still haven't addressed... Um, they, they've got a need at number 10, right? That, that It seems that that's a position of need in Arteta's system. Uh, James Madison's been one they've been looking at. I, I feel he's... Smith-Rowe, mate. They've given him the number. They have they've, given, they've given him the they've number. They've given him. This it, is it. Smith-Rowe is their boy. They've warded off the interest from Aston Villa and they've gone, you know what, son? You know, here's your new contract. Here's your new number. You're our guy. A guy that's basically, he's fine. I should say my favourite thing this summer has been the feud that that Villa have engaged with Arsenal because I feel that Arsenal have based, there's fans that have really, really taken uh, exception to it to the extent that um, I think that Villa have a song for Buendia that involves Arsenal and they really, really bit back hard on that one. Um, So I've really enjoyed that because I think that even Villa's official like page is bought into the fact that it's rattled Arsenal fans so hard this summer. But, I don't think they're any further forward and they're eighth. They're pre-season. Poor, poor. Um, At some point, at some point, you have to look at the common denominator. Now, there's obviously common denominators all through the pitch, as we already touched on. They haven't been able to move on any players. I don't think Lacazette's good enough. I don't think Aubameyang is the player that he was pre-giving him a big, fat, juicy contract like that happened with Ozil. But I also think there's an issue with the manager. I, I I I just it's it's it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it with a couple other with another team in a moment. I think it's now or never. He has to show. If, and I just don't see how he's going to. He might finish seventh. I heard that if he was managing United, would would be title contenders. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, essentially, I just feel like with with Arsenal, you just have to reel in the expectations, and we as opposition fans need to do that as well, and just. Basically, they're not the force that they are. They're, there's there's new pretenders on the block. You know, we talk. We're going to talk about Leicester. You know, they're, they're far ahead of them. They're far far ahead of them. Um, so, and just very quickly as well on William Saliba, I think there, there's a I think there's a bigger issue with him in, in terms of. I feel like he's had some personal issues. He did last like, year, and I feel like that's why maybe I feel I, like they've I had to go in a, and sign someone else uh, in terms I, I, of Ben White. I think there's more to it than that. Uh, I think it's look. There was obviously, a, I think his mum sadly passed, right? Mm. And um, But I also don't think that the manager... He's a young lad. He is I, young. I don't understand He is why, young, but I don't got, think the manager's given him even an opportunity. And when you've got a young guy like that and two years in a row you send him out on loan abroad as well, like yeah. that, if, you know, surely if there is issues there, you want to try and work that through Help with the, the player, club, right? not just send him packing abroad as well. Arteta's, that makes, doesn't, Arteta's taken like a rather head teacher slash dictatorial role with a lot of these players. You look at Gendouzi, now you can obviously talk highly or negatively about him all you want, but he was a player um, who had significant value at one point. And because of Arteta's approach to him, he's got no value now. 
You know, mm. and Arsenal's problem has been being able to get value from selling players to be able to reinvest to be able to go and improve the squad. That's their biggest problem. It's the problem they've had this summer. Uh, it'll be interesting who they get in. I think Odegaard, they're going to try and press and try and get that. It'll be interesting if they push on with with James Madison as well. But They ain't getting Odegaard. I don't know. Right? They brought in, uh, was it, what's the guy's name? Uh, Lokonga? Yeah, the midfielder. 17.5 right? million from Anderlecht. And they've brought in Tavares as well, the left back. Yeah, the full, um, the full so I mean, their other problem as well. So Thomas Partey obviously had it, big injuries, missed a lot of time last year. But he's going missing in January. A lot of these clubs are losing big players in January. And, and Thomas Partey is a complete sort of difference maker when you look at what the, the drop-off in midfield is post him. And that's going to be a problem for them uh, when he's gone. And also another big problem for them is that when he's playing, he also goes missing. So... Um, you know that is that is an interesting aspect for Arsenal fans to contend with. Look, we said this on the uh, within WhatsApp earlier on today. The best thing about Arsenal season this year is their third shirt. Um, I, I, Adidas had knocked out of the park two seasons in a row with their gear, um, and I do think that is basically just as well because without that, I, f- I think there'd be more planes. Yeah. Mm. Well, this is the thing as well. They're going to have to contend with fans this year, the players yeah. and Arteta. Yeah. But um, no yes, European that- football though. Gives them something to focus on, maybe. You never know. Maybe. Oh, you never maybe. know. That old chestnut, eh? <laughs> but, exactly. like, I, I guess when we get to it, pretenders, I think they're going to finish eighth. Third year in a row. I think I think I got them down as eighth as well when I did my BBC Which is mad. league it's predictor. Mad because they only just missed out on Champions League football, admittedly in a really poor season for top four. They only just missed out under Emery. And they fucking turfed him, thinking they found basically the saviour in Mikel Arteta. But it's more problems than just the man. I think the manager's a problem. I think there's more problems, though. They're, they're over-reliance on Saka and, and Smith-Rowe. Big time. Kids yeah. as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's, let's, let's move on. Um, I should also probably tell the listeners right now that unfortunately we've lost Jackson, so we won't be getting his valuable Chelsea input. But nevertheless, we've got Woods who I'm sure might have a word or two to say about Chelsea. And I guess maybe, to be honest, uh, I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm, for that I say, I think, I guess that you're going to be quite excited for this year. You know, I'm, I've struggled a little bit for excitement. Um, that's what Big, that's what expl- big Rom I'll, does to you, mate. You know what I mean? That's what Big Rom <laughs> does to you. I'll explain this. Um, Chelsea won the biggest thing in European football last year. And I, I, I think I spoke to you guys about this a bit. It's just like, where do you go from there a bit? I'd, I'd like them to be league champions, obviously. I'd love us to win the Premier League. I don't think we will. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's, I feel like that, that whatever happens this year, I don't think it can be as good as how last year finished. Um, look, regarding obviously our summer business, um, we had a gaping need. We, we, had the, we were um, first in chance creation under Tuchel at the, since he came in in January. Um, we were 13th in chance conversion, right? So you, you know that we needed to get a goal scorer of, of sorts. Um, I think their number one choice was Haaland. I think everyone knew that was the case. And I think Dortmund, fair play to them, said, we can simply not afford, regardless of the money that's on the table right now, to to lose Haaland and Sancho in the same window. And I ask credit to them because um, I think a lot of football fans forget that um Borussia Dortmund are a football club. They've got football club ambitions. They're not. They're not just a factory for for teams to just basically go and hoover up their best players. So credit to them for for holding on to him. And then outside of that, you've got Lewandowski. Well, he's never leaving Bayern Munich until they've got a ready-made replacement. Hey, maybe next summer that replacement is Haaland goes there, and then Lewandowski's available 
no one knows at this point, right? We, 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 that's that's next summer's business. Um, Benzema's not leaving um, Madrid, and then Kane's obviously Levy. Levy ain't ever selling Harry Kane to Chelsea, so Chelsea were left with a difficult position, and um, that was basically the only player with a proven record of scoring goals was Romelu Lukaku, and we know he's he's not the most aesthetically pleasing footballer to watch. Let's put it that that's that's basically the best way to surmise him. He's a footballer that um, is uh, split opinion like no other. Right, that's <laughs> probably the best way. Well, you're talking to two people, mate. That have literally had I know, to. You know. I know, and, and I guess, look, both of you know. I mean, all, funny enough, all three of us have because he did kick a football for Chelsea at one point. We've now obviously all had the Lukaku experience, and that is that, that there are moments of genuine quality, but mixed in with a lot of for fuck's sake, the frustration, know, the frustration is... of a player that. That he's just technically lacking. The thing is, I'm, and that's going to be a big. Just, sorry, I'm, I'm apologies for interrupting. I will say, like, I was very, very critical of Romelu Lukaku during the Euros, uh, just because I just don't like the guy. I, I just there's something about him that does rubs me up the wrong way. I don't like his arrogance. I don't like his 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 attitude at all. Um, we're at Man United. We did him a disservice by bulking him up, so he became essentially mm. a tractor, and it was just yeah, it just didn't do him any favors. Part of the frustration with Romelu Lukaku from United fans is that you'd watch him play for us and he would do a 30-yard sprint in the first five, 10 minutes of the game and then he'd be blowing out of his ass for the next 60 minutes and you're like, fuck me, mate, what is wrong with you? Like he'd be, he'd be, he'd be physically cooked from a 30-yard sprint at the start where he's like trying to get the crowd on side by showing that he's pressing but then it would completely hamstring him for the rest of the game because he'd be, be completely spent. That side of things, that's not so much of a factor anymore because he's shed mm. the weight, he's changed the diet, etc., mm. etc. Et so that's one aspect where I don't think you'll feel that frustration. The, uh, the, the other aspect is, of course, his technical prowess, right? Or lack of thereof. Now, I hear a lot of, um, intim- I hear a lot of fans of him defenders of him say well actually he's the you know he got the most assists in Serie A last year he did this he did that he did this he was first in all these different stats that's fine right I'm going to say Serie A attacks but I'm not going to focus on that right what I am going to focus on the fact that he's playing for Antonio Conte now one of the reasons he didn't want to play for Man United was because Solskjaer wanted to put him on the right wing okay mm-hmm. Antonio Conte used Lukaku in two very distinct ways at Inter Milan. Okay. The first one, they played on the counter-attack a hell of a lot. And what happened there was Lukaku wasn't on the last man. He wasn't on the right wing. When Inter Milan counter-attacked, Romelu Lukaku dropped deep and he basically picked up the ball under zero pressure so he could turn at allegedly pace and play the ball forward to runners. Um, and to be fair to him, I saw a couple of these free balls he played. There, some of them were pretty much eye of the needle stuff. And I was like, I did not know that he could do that. Right? Very dependent on a style of play. And the other side of Lukaku's game that he did at Everton a lot was cutting in from the flank, where he cuts mm. in from the right-hand side of the pitch and he looks genuinely very dangerous. Um, I The bit that I'm most fascinated about with Chelsea is that where on earth does that fit into that style of two-short football? Um I I I I I don't know where it does to be honest with you. I don't know how you're going to accommodate him. Um, I think Werner does a lot more for Chelsea than I think 
your match of the no, day pundits or your match of the it day viewers realise. His movement um, opens up a lot. Ma- yeah. It'll be very interesting next year when all of a sudden the likes of Havertz and Mount are getting no space and people are wondering why. And it's like, well, they haven't got Werner dragging everyone away uh, with his movement. Because Lukaku is like, that I, guy. I feel like Werner needed one more season, one more chance, I feel. I, 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 feel, look, I, I feel like Werner he was a bit unlucky Werner's not the one that's year. coming out. Don't He's don't not. don't think Werner's the one's coming out. I who's, the, I who's the one? Well, this, we spoke about it last night when we were doing the draft. I don't know where Mason Mount really properly fits into this team. I don't think he's going to be playing. I don't think he's going to be playing in that that kind of offensive position. I think that they may well be looking at transferring him in maybe more centrally. And, and in all seriousness, you got a like, lot of players in that team, bro. You got, got a lot, lot of players. players. Is in a partner for Kante in in the, in the centre in the centre and part basically. Unless Tuchel changes it slightly, right? There's a lot of questions as to how the system works. You could go more of a conventional two and have Mount sitting in behind. My feeling is that how I would see it, I'd play Kai in the nine because he was effective there and he's been effective for Germany in that position. It does then give Lukaku the opportunity to be able to play off the right and coming in onto his strong side. And equally, you keep Werner off the left because Werner's movement will be the what we literally need. Lukaku doesn't have to worry about being right wing because your wing back does that space. But all of a sudden, like you say, where the fuck does Mason Mount fit into this? And it, it's a long season, right? It's it's, it's it's squad game. It's a squad game. But you know, like I, I'm a bit in all seriousness. I, I I think that Tuchel's ruthless enough to understand that 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 to me makes more sense than anything else. I right? I, that's, that's I, I completely get what you're saying. I think there is obviously Man City play the squad game better than anyone, right? Pep Guardiola plays yeah. that squad game, and I think there is a degree of players willing to do that because it's Pep, um, and because by all accounts he is an incredible man manager more so than anything else, right? Obviously he's an incredible tactician. The respect people have for him that you're willing to be a Bernardo Silva and play half the games. You're willing for a Jack Grealish to go there for a hundred million and probably not play every week, you know, or a Phil Foden who is patient. Do you know what I mean? Um, with, with Chelsea, it's going to be fascinating to see how the likes of Pulisic, Zayek, mm. etc take to this to be honest with you uh i just i yeah i'm 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 very very intrigued i'll just one last thing on this i know you said Werner on the left wing he looks dreadful there for them <laughs> every time i've seen him stuck out on that wing he's it, awful <laughs> the problem is he can't play the nine it's, i guess left wing isn't the the, the specific term that i'd yeah. expect him i think you that think you know what i mean well. yeah exactly the players by, by get- all accounts though two is is a good man manager yeah. as well so he's, he, he's shown he, that so far, but like it's not going to be easy. And the thing is, like I, I've got Chelsea finishing either second or third. Right? I, I don't think they'll be champions. Um, I, I think there's a team in the league that are just better than them. Um, I think it's going to be very close between them and, and Manchester United. But then, but, spoiler alert! But that, that's my feeling. Well, speaking of, well, I, I don't know where to go with this. I was going to. So basically. The, the the league is going to be. I feel well. My my feeling is it's going to be a lot tighter this year. So mm. whilst you you could, I don't think you can rule Chelsea out. I feel no, like no, I is, wouldn't rule them out. It's Chelsea, United, City, isn't it? And it's going to be a lot condensed at the top rather than sort of City running away of it. That's my gut feeling. <laughs> lots but of lots of one. no Liverpool here. What? Well, no, they're, they're uh, finishing yeah. fourth. Yeah, in, I, in my I, book, I I think that there's going to be a moment with things players getting back to fitness and Cup of Nations. If, if there's a team that's going to get hammered by the Cup of Nations, it's them. Mm. Okay, let's move it on. Um, I feel like I've got a good idea of how you're feeling was about Chelsea. I feel yeah. like you're trying to downplay it a little bit, but I think deep, deep down, I guess I feel like you maybe 
you must be a little bit. I know. I know you understand what you're from in terms of last year, but you must be a little bit excited still. Can I? Can I? Can I guess? If I'm Woods right now, right, I'm thinking you're absolutely right. We're in the Champions League. Where do you go now, right? Champions yeah. League is great. Do not get me wrong, but it's the league that every fan wants, right? The league. The league is a thing that you spend 38 weeks of a year looking at, right? That's what you would like to have the most. That's dominance in your backyard, right? That's what you want. Now, to get that, you need a striker, right? Because you yes. said chances created. Is there a degree? And I don't want to like be a dick. Essentially, is there disappointment that the Haaland thing hasn't gone through? Because yeah, absolutely. Game Lukaku. Oh, 100%, game mate. Lukaku blocks this move for Haaland next year. One hundred. Oh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, uh, in, you know what? Like, cause the, the, this is the my feeling was I would have paid the 150, 200 million or what. I don't even know if Dortmund have accepted that number for what it's worth. Right? I, I genuinely believe that there. I know some people are like, well, if it's a ludicrous offer, it is. I I don't even think that. I genuinely think that they were like, no. We've got a sporting ambition here. This isn't about money. Uh, and my, my concern is obviously he, he comes to Manchester United because th- th- there is progress there under Oli uh, in, in, in the player acquisition. There's a, there's a real positive vibe about things. They're getting the right players in. Look, if Pogba leaves for free next summer, who gives a fuck if you get Haaland, right? You know let's, what see, I mean? let's see how it pl- plays out there this year. For yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, worst case, it's, it's even worsely if it doesn't. Because then they'll get rid of Oli and get a manager in, right? <laughs> so, true. All right. Well, um, like Rafa yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Come on, mate. Come on. Look, I'm down here. Don't. But don't... yeah, I I am gutted that we haven't got Haaland. But mm. what I will say is that um, we got Haaland. We, we'd be two years away from him twerking for Real Madrid and uh, me and I pimping him out all over Europe. So I'm kind of like that's that's how I'm, my coping mechanism. Lukaku ain't going to be there, okay. Uh, he's also not going to be Haaland. Fair so enough. yeah, let's talk about Leicester because Leicester—they've been there, they're thereabouts pretty much now for the last two or three seasons. We like to write them off and maybe give them a little bit of shtick. I think with Leicester this year, they've signed obviously that Dakar guy who I, I only saw him for about fifteen second clip in pre-season. My word, he looked good. Wow, yeah. what a player! Fifteen seconds of glory. Oh, mate, looks so good. Um, look, they've also signed uh, Ryan Bertrand. Didn't realise that. Hello. And they've signed, uh, I'm not going to say his name, Sumari, 20 million DM yeah, from Lille. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds like they're, I, I do no idea who this guy is, but it sounds like it's another one of them, Leicester, let's sign a player for no money. And then two years later, he'll be worth 80 million. It feels- This Sumari guy linked with basically Arsenal, United and Chelsea last summer. Just, and they've just come in, boof, got the deal done. Straight done. away. They seem to do this with alarming regularity. Uh, look, Leicester, Vardy, Slowing down, I think that's safe to say. His back end of last year was not the most productive. I think, weirdly enough, right? I think if they sell Madison, they're going to be in a better position. I think Matt kind of agree. I think Madison's a huge distraction for that team. I don't think he's. I don't kind think he's agree. as good as he thinks he is. I don't think Brendan Rodgers thinks he's as good as he thinks he is either. Absolutely and, agree with that. By the I way, think, I I don't think he sees Madison as that guy. No, not at all. And if I'm going to be sitting there and I've got a midfield. I'm rather, much rather putting put my hopes on Tielemans, basically, um, yeah. in terms of being a bit more of a fulcrum of the team. I think Harvey Barnes, really good player. They've good got player. great, great goalkeeper. One of the best in the league. On his day, the best in the league in terms of being a goalkeeper, first and foremost. 
Um, I really like I really like Leicester. I there, is, there is one sour note, isn't there, though, for Leicester? And that's the loss of uh, Fafana. Yes, that is the that's the horrible tackle, mate. What the fuck was he thinking? That guy did that's that. That's some bullshit, man. That's some bullshit. They, they should be a rip coming like a significant. That one. was genuinely scandalous. What what the fuck is going on here? What's he thinking? Preseason oh. doing that. That should be a six month ban for the player. It's horrendous. It's it's genuinely like I, I watched it when you put it in the group chat, Lee, and I was like. I don't like watching leg breaks and stuff like that. I, I really, it's not my cup of tea. You know, I remember Psycho Sid coming off the second rope for WCW, Ooh. broke his leg. Horrible stuff, right? No good. For fun, I was like, oh, I'll watch it. I'll see what happens. I was watching it kind of with the old, you know, the old eyes through the old hands, you know, the old, you know. And mm. out of nowhere, this guy just flies in with reckless abandonment, giving it the old scissor motion from the side. Like, no, what is that? I, I just... Yes, yeah, the thing is, like him and Sancho, they they formed a nice partnership, and Evans was a nice support yeah. coming into that team. Now they're kind of relying on, unless they get someone come in, they're going to have to rely on Evans, yeah. pretty much starting. I think and that's where that's a little area of concern. But um, I did want your opinion on this Daka guy. Like I haven't seen anything of him. Have you? And I know you said you saw fifteen seconds of him, but what can we expect oh, from him? Great. Um, he looks again fifteen seconds worth. Um, Look, I've done a little bit of reading about him as well. Um, I looked up his profile on the football manager as well. Um, he, uh, by all accounts, and again, I haven't, I've, I've only watched 15 seconds of my own eyes. This is all regurgitated stuff. I feel like he's going to be a guy, let's get him behind, lots of pace, good good eye for goal, pretty clinical. I think he's going to be good, good movement. So basically, good. the ideal Vardy replacement. That's, that's, yeah. that's from what I've understood, from what I understand, that's what it feels like, yeah. And they've that also signing got- is the one that's annoyed me the most. As, as, as a fan of a club that's required a striker this summer, when I saw they were getting this guy unopposed, I was a bit like, seriously, do we have any scouts that actually do any scouting? Well, this is the thing as well. He's followed the route of Haaland, hasn't he? He started yeah. off at Salzburg. Yeah. Salzburg. Yeah, I, I, genuinely, I genuinely really fucking frustrated by by the fact that he basically, I think it was 20 something million. So it's, it's, it's a bit of an outlay. It's a bit of an outlay, but like, I just don't really get it. Hey, who knows, right? Is he, I guess the, the thing is for Chelsea, they wanted guarantee as opposed to potential. I just think that this guy with Iheanacho, that's that's some front line, mate. That is some front line. Mm. I'm not, I'm not buying this Iheanacho hype, mate. Don't, don't. Mate, mate, <laughs> mate! If you, I, I would, I would cash your checks now on basically being, on, on basically pushing against this. He's the best number ten in the league. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Smith, where that's Smith Rowe, mate. That's Smith Rowe. Come on. <laughs> where, very quickly before we do uh, go for a break, where where do we see Leicester then this year? Pushing Liverpool for fourth, but I think ultimately, sadly, again, I think they finish fifth. I, I think fifth. I think they finish just outside. Okay. Well, you mentioned Liverpool. We'll discuss them after the break. So. We'll hear that break now, and then we'll come back. We'll have a chat about Liverpool. So, Liverpool, everyone's favourite team. <laughs> I feel like we've already just kind of put them in a fourth-place position, so we're kind of ruling them out of the league. Uh, yeah, I'm intrigued contenders. by this. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very intrigued by this, you guys. Right, so, before I go on, who is ruled out in January? Obviously, Mane. Who else? Salah. Oh, shit. Yeah, of course. I, why did I just not think of Salah? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? How long for? Uh, of course, it's practically the month. It depends on how far they go. And I guess it also depends on uh, <laughs> COVID restrictions. I mean, fucking hell, I really hope not. But um, yeah, it depends. On, I mean, Egypt have got a good unit, right? So They went they far to, last time, didn't they? They tend to do well in that tournament. Um, it's, it is Senegal for, for Mane, right? It's so And, and they're, yes. they're, a, they're a decent team as well. So it, it all depends on how far they go. But a month 
in January. Now, I, I can't remember. They're meant to have a fucking break or something. Maybe it won't completely derail their season, but that, just not having those players, there's a problem, right? When they're your biggest, Lose momentum. Your biggest weapons as well. I mean, look, with my thoughts on Liverpool are, I feel like they're going to be better than they were. Yes. But by the same token, I don't think they're Liverpool anymore because Van Dijk, you know my thoughts on Van Dijk. I always don't. I don't think he's as good as people say he was. Right? That's just that's that's just me. Maybe it's a bit of bitterness at the fact that Liverpool had the best, one of the best defenders in the world. But I, you know, Mister Cool, calm, collected, never got put into a situation where he was tested. That was always my response to that. Very well protected by that team. A bit like John Terry of McAlady. Anyway, what? Well, um, no, <laughs> sorry, Woods. I love you. Really. Um, I knew it. Was, I could. I could. I know. Smell it. I know. I could did, see it. But in any event, right? So he's got a new central defensive partner, right? In uh, Konate. Um, 40 million 40 million euros or 40 million quid. Yeah, highly highly thought highly of, thought of. Um, also highly injury prone interesting um, another they one. don't need another injury prone centre half because they've got all of them at the moment Robertson's just been crocked for a while I'm not sure how long Alexander Arnold will think we'll have a good season I think that's I think we agreed on that last night when we had a chat mm. um, my interesting one for this season with Liverpool is there's two players which I'm very very interested to see how they do the first one is Bobby Firmino because he was dreadful last year like just offering nothing, not even the usual press that he would offer. Like when he had enough net, he had enough goals. So I'm interested to see. I think this this season he gets dropped and he gets transitioned out of that team full time. Uh, interestingly, and Thiago, he's a guy that I'm very intrigued to see how he does because he obviously had a very stop start season last year. And when he was playing after his first injury, they were garbage, so he didn't get a chance to really look good. I'd be very intrigued to see if Klopp is changing it to accommodate this guy a bit more. Because he's the, he's like, if you look at football ability, he's probably the best player they've got um, from a technical perspective, right? Get the most out of the guy. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see if it's like a Pogba situation with him where they just can't get the best out of him. And to get the best out of him basically fucks the team. Do you know what I mean? Like no one yeah. really talks it's, about it's, it in that way. It feels that way, right? It does, it does feel that. feel that way in my brain. And... Yeah, I, I, I feel like the only thing with Liverpool that I feel like is that no one's talking about them at all. They are, they are going under the radar massively. And there's a little part of me that gets worried about that. Because so, so, obviously at this point, in both of Klopp's previous clubs, we are now in the decline phase. We're right? in the end zone. <laughs> we are, we're, we're approaching the end game, right? This is, this is where we're heading. Um the players are burnt out. They're run to pieces. They're all aging, by the way. They're all approaching 30 because they haven't refreshed the squad. Uh, I'm sure that's a frustration for Klopp, by the way, that they haven't reinvested. Um, Genie Wijnaldum did a heck of a lot of work in that midfield, mm. not replaced. Um, and you're looking at a player in Jordan Henderson who's obviously started to rack those injuries up, who also hasn't been given a new contract yet. Uh, and that that's going to be start to become interesting problems as well because they've got that 30 year old you're finished contract situation at Liverpool uh, and there's quite a few of these players that are approaching that deal time as well and it's all going to be a really difficult thing to manage there um, I, I do agree I don't think they'll I don't think they're going to have a, a season like they did last year I mean it was such a freak occurrence where they just continue to lose at home Um I just can't see that happening again. Well, this is a factor as well because obviously they've got the twelfth man this season. Oh, they do. They've got them back. I mean, they, they get the parade. I've no, heard they get the parade. I've heard it does mean more. That's the key. It does so. mean more. It does mean more. Uh, and you know what? I've enjoyed the fact that clubs that keep saying that shit that it means more to them uh, are having bad 
bad summers and it would be I'd enjoy it too if Liverpool have a bad season I, I just don't think that they're quite the same unit as Mikey said and the, the Van Dyke thing the thing with Van Dyke is he's 30 he's big and that's a significant knee injury mm. and I know that modern science has moved on but only he has to lose half a yard and he's not the player that's able to cover the same sort of of land but, but Players used to run at him. He used to be able to cope with it, right? That was his basically his, his ability that he, you could sort of put him on an island and he'd be able to cope with it comfortably. It might take a moment for him to be able to find that. And I think Robertson as well. I think, like he is so key because of his energy um, on on the left hand side. Because Trent Trent checks out. He doesn't play. He doesn't play fullback. We we all know this. He his, Trent's got a special uh, position within that team which allows him to play that. But they need the guy on the left hand side to be be covering. Uh, I don't think they've got a replacement for Robertson at all. Do we know what their own um, pre-season has been like? I think they had a couple of positive results. For what it's worth, I think Firmino bagged a couple yesterday, but um, I, I don't think it's been... Because they had quite a strenuous pre-season last year going into the season, which I think felt like... I mean, football manager would tell you that's the way to do it, by the way, that you just basically rack up those pre-season games to, to hit the ground running, and they did to an extent. It's just that it all fucking fell apart when... Um, Jordan, Jordan Pickford, Pickford said game over. <laughs> so their 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 preseason uh, has been they beat Mainz 1-0. They lost they lost 4-3 to Hertha Berlin. One all with Athletic Club uh, Bilbao. What beat Osasuna 3-1. Mm. Like mi- mixed bag. Well, it's a bit down, isn't it? A bit mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. In, in that second game you mentioned, I think um, Van Dijk got put on his ass for one of the goals as well. Yeah. Um hot dog. Mm. Yeah. Okay then. City 100 million Grealish. Mikey, take it away because you know you all know my feeling about Jack Grealish. I, I, I still feel that people rate him based on his looks before his football and ability. Beautiful I, I, calves. I, calves. I think mate, it's I a him. simply insane fee to pay for someone that's just not even close to being in the world class bracket. I find, yeah, let me right. So uh, me and Woods have had a long chat about this offline because um, Jack Grealish, by the way, is now the sixth most expensive football transfer of all time. Okay. He's the most expensive domestic transfer of all time. He's the most expensive Englishman of all time. This is a humongous, humongous fee. And I was very curious about this because obviously I've watched Jack Grealish play and I think he's a nice little player and he's he's pretty good. You know, the numbers aren't amazing. If I'm honest with you, the numbers aren't, Mm. numbers don't blow me away, but he's young. You know, let's see how he will translate to a a better team. A Villa team as well. Exactly, precisely, precisely, right? And I went on to a Aston Villa forum, right? And uh, I was like, just getting the, get the lay of the land after Jack Jack moved. And a lot of them were obviously heartbroken. A lot of them were, you know, this is the saddest day of my life. He's the best player that's ever played for us, etc., etc. Some of them hate the guy now. Yeah, Fuck him were the words from... Which the, I from, find ridiculous, which is, which is, mad, Of course it's it? ridiculous, right? It's absolutely just unbelievable that... He's Villa. Are, he bleeds Villa. He'll go to Villa when he's 33, mate, and he'll have his swan song there for sure. Anyway, um, and uh, as I was reading through the comments... A Manchester United fan popped up and he goes, I come in peace. I'm a Manchester United fan. I was uh, curious as to how you boys think he'd get on at Man City. Um, just just curious. And he was met with a wall of people saying he would be the best player in your team if he signed for Man United. He would literally be Manchester United's best player if he signed for Manchester United instead of Manchester City. Unanimous. Post after post, right. literally, mate, he'd be your best player if he signed for you, right? And then they said, as for City, um, again, 
I would say 80% of the posters in there were saying he's going to win the Ballon d'Or at Man City. Uh, this is how highly Aston Villa fans rate this guy. And I am trying to work out, is it because Aston Villa do not know a good player when they see one because they're so starved, they've been so starved of players for for a long time that when they have a player of quality, they're like, he's literally Jesus Christ. Or is he actually the real deal? I am very intrigued because at Villa, he gets to basically strut around that park like he owns the place with an adoring public, the captain's armband on him at a young age with his interesting hairstyle and his rock solid calves basically doing what he likes in a pretty much a free role yeah and man city ah the opposite is coming up for you mr jack you're basically got a very drilled pep system where you have things you need to do if pep might turn him into a back post tapping merchant that's fine pretty sure you could spend 80 million pounds less and find someone to do that for you mate i don't know about this one mate i am very intrigued because in my brain Foden and Grealish don't play together and Foden's better than Grealish. So, ah, don't understand. I kind of feel Villa fans base their judgment on footballers like I base my judgment on actresses. I would say that Margot Robbie's probably the finest actress in Hollywood. (laughs) It's a complete fucking nonsense. Bruno Fernandes broke some fucking mad records last year and they're trying to tell me the guy that basically has got what... Goals and assists numbers are really... I know the chance creation. I I couldn't give a fuck about that. Goals and assists, like that that, that is something that's uh, tangible. It just doesn't exist. He's obviously going to come in and replace Sterling, who basically is a system player. Be at the back post, tap it in. So obviously he's going to ask Grish to do more than that. He wouldn't pay £100 million for for Grish to do that. I'm fascinated as well, mate. I'm fascinated because... I look at the, the deals that they should have got done. He's secondary to what they should have been doing. Because Harry Kane comes in off. and immediately they're better. I don't think Grealish moves the needle. Simple as that. I don't think he moves the needle on that team. And for what it's worth, I really, really like Jack Grealish. Okay? I, think I he's genuinely really like the guy. Player. I would have been pretty happy do you, if we signed him. Look, I say it again. I think he's a good player. I don't see a hundred million pounds there, mate. I think that's my issue a little bit. In COVID times where where players don't really move for that kind of money, do you know what I mean? It's like hundred million quid. We criticize we criticize City. No, but no, no, but no, but listen to me, right? The best the most mad thing about this deal is, right? Is anyone sniffing at this fee? Because you said it, you better say it early. City don't spend this much money on players, right? This is not what the city does. They do their 40 to 60 million pound deals mm-hmm. and do it where no one really pays attention to the price. They've now managed to go and spend a hundred million quid, and still no one is talking about the price. And I have a real big theory on this. It's because it's Man City and no one gives a fuck. If Man United just gone and went and sport, if Man oh. United went and spent a hundred billion on Jack Grealish, mate, this would be front page news everywhere in the country. He would be the biggest footballer in the country automatically. He, do you know what I mean? It would be massive. It would be massive. And he signed for Man City and nobody fucking cares because it didn't, doesn't matter. So he's winning then in some ways and that crazy. He's got, he's got less pressure on him. Mate, 100%. Just waltzes in. 100%. It's, it's killed City fans' arguments though about, because they like to bring up the record signings, go, look, Man United are all at the top of here. And now it's like Jack Grealish, number one. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, but then they don't feature for like the next 10. And then they feature for every one of those underneath, right? Okay. Yeah. We've all seen it. They, they like to stop the count at nine uh, uh, because that, that's where the city has come in. But I, look, I think they'll be champions. I, 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 the, the real interesting one is, is Kane, right? No, Do, no, can they no, get no, Kane? no. Let me, I'm going to cut you off there, Woods, right? 
The real interesting transfer that they've completed, by the way, that isn't Jack Grealish. Scott Carson has come in. Yeah? Scott Carson, they, free transfer from Derby. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's, there's your thinking is, man's it, transfer right Filling the Richard Wright role, right? say the Richard Wright role, right? right? uh, role <laughs> Your thinking man's transfer, boys. That, like, I'm joking. It's Kane. Talk about Kane, Mr. Woodson. Yeah, Kane, the thing is with Kane at this point is I I don't know where I am, my head. If, if you asked me and said, um, do you think it will happen? I don't I don't know. I don't know because I kind of think, well, City, City need him. Need him, right? Because Aguero's gone. They, there's a gaping hole. They needed a player to play that position all the last season. They still won the league regardless, and but they weren't able to get the big one uh, because they didn't have a goal scorer to play the nine against Chelsea. Um, but then I look at the other side and I'm like, I don't think Daniel Levy's for being bullied on this one. I don't think Wait, this he's... Is, this is classic Levy. This is what is. he does. But if he folds at this point, He's fucked this. I mean, like he did with Berbatov, like he did with Bale, like he did with all these other players that he then never replaced. Yeah, this, he's yeah. got previous for this. This man. is the thing. Like you he say, does. City need Kane. I think Tottenham need Kane more. Depends what Tottenham's ambitions are, right? I mean, I'm sure it's top four. They do need him for top four, but no, like their ambition, their ambitions are paying off that stadium, mate, and recouping <laughs> the help. COVID money. That's their ambition. I think there's a deal that can be made. Now, the problem is, is that I think Laporte, if I'm Tottenham, I'm like, I want Laporte as any part of this deal. And if I'm right? Laporte, the I'm problem saying, is, uh, uh. Laporte's like going, sorry, who the fuck are Tottenham? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he's, it's like, like that South Korean meme that's yeah, going around South, it. Yeah. What's, a tot- what's a Tottenham? <laughs> right? I just, they've got a problem because Tottenham are like asking for these players and these players are going to go, no, you are aware I win the league every fucking year here. Like, I win three guaranteed trophies a season at this club. You haven't won a trophy in, like, over a decade. Do you think I'm going there? That is part of the problem. I just wonder if Kane's really got the stomach for it, right? That's the thing. You mentioned that, sorry to interrupt, but then Stones has just signed a new deal and he's pretty much, he was the uh, partner to Diaz at the end of last year. So, Laporte's sitting there thinking, well, I want some game time. However, however... However, Nathan Ake has done an incredible job in the preseason of basically putting himself out of any contention for any game time at all this season. So I feel like if there is that's any, the realistic signing. If there is any, yeah. kind, if there is any kind of slight chance that that one of Diaz or Stones isn't playing, Laporte's in like a glove. You know what I mean? It ain't Ake. Yeah. So at least he's first reserve. You know what I mean? Mm. Reserve, yeah. And the thing is with Laporte, he probably has a level of confidence that if, if Stones is out, I'm having that place back. Because Stones got the place because Laporte went out and Stones basically made it to a, a, a situation. Because they didn't start well last yeah. year. But people forget this. They didn't start well, including Diaz. Um, it wasn't until sort of Stones came in and steadied the ship a bit. And, and Laporte probably looks at it and goes, I'll have that place back. It's just a matter of when, not if. Um, if I said like... Uh, like give me like gun to head, yes or no? Kane gets done. Yes, and that changes right because to me it, it, that's the needle mover. Because all of a sudden you go from I'm looking at Chelsea, United, City. Okay, it could be a bit interesting. Kane goes there. I'm like fuck it, the season's done. I love I love you, was I? Ne- never change, mate. Never you change. See, <laughs> you see, I have a slightly different view on this. Right? Oh, good. There's a, there's a part of me that thinks Kane gets done, and you know, I, I've been advocating Man City to sign Harry Kane on this show for like two years now. Right? This is something I've been saying. This makes sense for a long, long time. I have seen Harry Kane disappear in more matches than I have had hot dinners when in the big in the big moments. Right? 
Looking good for Spurs is one thing. Looking good for a, a team that wants to win the league is another. Let's not forget, Spurs finished third when Leicester were champions. You know what I mean? <laughs> Arsenal finished ahead of them. Uh, I There is a little part of me that thinks... Kane goes to City and he and he basically spends a lot of that season either crocked or misfiring and Pep gets annoyed with it. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Why I not? Feel like Kane, I, I, I agree in terms of Kane. I don't think he'd be that influential in terms of the gameplay per se. I feel like he's just literally going to be there to stick the ball in the back of the net because the way City play, he's always going to be in the box and he'll take his chances because Kane, you know, regardless of his, he's, you know, he's, ankles made of biscuits or whatever he will score goals if he is on the pitch that that is the only issue is if you keep him on the pitch and he keeps injury free apart from that I, I feel like he would be a success that would be my theory I'm just saying it's a possibility that's what I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying. we always need a devil a devil's saying. advocate don't we okay well, I tell you what Kane scores 30 that's what you say just Kane scores 30 <laughs> Kane scores 30 in that team mate because De Bruyne is just going to sit on that right side and just keep Swing whacking balls at him mate mm. I tell you what let's, let's talk about Spurs before we move on to the final team dismissing that man you're just going to upset okay he's saving he's saving, saving them for, them for last because oh, we're talking about Spurs a lot producing great producing um, Spurs Spurs. I mean, I, I wouldn't uh, have him on the list of contenders, uh, but you, again, like Arsenal, you've put him on there. It, it sounds like Lee's been on that summer producing course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, they got they got a centre half. They they desperately needed centre half on loan. Um, is that what the, the Atalanta guys on loan is? Uh, no. Both of them, both of them are on loan. Well, it's in the Romero the, and is the it other Romero? guy, Galina, or whatever his name is. They're both on loan. Well, there you go. I, I thought he was a permanent signing. No, I, I thought that was a permanent signing as well. I, um, I, right, I hang on. I need to check this because I looked on transfer market. That? I looked on transfer market today, and they said it was a loan. I, I may be talking absolute shit. Here, so hang on a sec. For what it's worth, yeah, I have it's seen right. So it says this. right. Current club Spurs on loan from Atlanta, and it, it is an option to buy, but it's loan. So it's like a Lo Celso deal. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Okay. I I haven't seen anything of this guy. By all accounts, he is pretty good. So uh, we'll see, right? They need centre halves. They they got rid of the Vertonghen for I think five million. Um, out of the world went Vitongan, for the money. Out of world for five million. Sorry, Vertonghen went the summer before. Um, they they've needed that position addressing since forever. Um, needs more than this guy because it got... does need more. They, that's why they need to get fucking Laporte in the deal. Whatever they do, they need to convince Laporte. They're not going to convince Laporte because um, it will have to break the wage structure to bring in him. Look, they've managed to convince Son to stay, and I think Son. I think Son will have a good season. Um, you're a big Nuno fan. I think Nuno's fine. Um, I I just don't know what the ambitions of this club is. I think that the window is officially closed. Bomb. They're, they're not contenders anymore. Um, they're hoping. They're hoping that one of the top four teams has a bad season. That's where they are now. And I think that they're sick behind Leicester. I can't wait to see this Brian Gill in action, mate. Yeah. Um, a left-footed so, left winger. What is this wizardry? I can't wait. This guy is this guy is basically David Ginola, like modern-day lackadaisical talisman, mercurial just, talent. Just where Ginola was a, a, a hunking tower of a man. True. Like Brian Gill is a weed. Well, yeah, he's a child, right? Um, he, the Premier League is 
is ready for this guy. They're going to eat him up. Um, you know, of, of the Spanish wingers available, having watched them a little bit at the Euros, that Olmo guy was the one that stood out for me. And I know there's probably this Leipzig would get Terry to go fuck off, but like I would have been like, that guy can play. He can play a bit. He don't look Spanish at all, but he can play. Um, apparently, they've got a massive and Dombele problem again. Mm, again, I'm he was this. fit, a, a healthy scrub. Uh, or scratch for the weekend against Arsenal. Uh, the fourth manager that's managed him at the club, the fourth manager that's gone. This guy ain't got it, which is incredible because he's the most talented footballer they have and he's got zero appetite for the game. And it just screams of a team that just doesn't scout. Well, according to Amazon Prime's documentary, he did have a big appetite for something else though, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I, I think he's got a big appetite for his fucking huge salary and nothing else, mate. Uh, sometimes pl- this happens. Like Chelsea had it with uh, Bakayoko. Mate, we had it with that- Anderson, right? I, I've been reading so many stories, you know, because the Raphael and Fabio, the twins have released a book and they've got all these fucking stories about Anderson and he's eating and the fact this guy just put cheese on everything. Like, he literally was addicted to eating food. Like, it, it, it was always... It's so Brazilian. He was always eating burgers and pasta and just constantly, just constantly eating food. It was incredible. The key, the key thing for Tottenham after a disastrous managerial hunt, right, it, it, it was a complete train wreck replacing Jose. Uh, they, they had the guy. They had the guy basically agreeing to come in in Antonio Conte. And I will not lie because I've had that man and I love that man. He is a proven winner, right? Uh, And be it a a season or two, he would have basically been able to get a tune out of this team, which would have got them back into at least top four, Uh, probably not competing for the Premier League because I I think that talent is required. And Levy basically didn't have the stomach to pony up the money for it. And they went through about 10 different options and ended up with Nuno. Or the hassle as well when it comes with Conte. Yeah. But this yeah. is why Conte doesn't have a club right now. Hmm. Yeah. Like, at this point, he's, 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 he's burnt so many fucking bridges, mate. He's on an island on his own. Well, Conte um, will have a club, though, because when Oli fails this <laughs> season, then I guess they'll come calling. Look at that. Or will they fail? Mikey, United. You're going to me, are you? I was just stifling what, a yawn there. Well, you, so, you, um, you, are, you are the United fan. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I say you're the United fan. Obviously, I've got oh, Woods as well. Oh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. But you've obviously signed Sancho. He was the big signing. And obviously, Varane as well, by all accounts, is pretty much, you know, done. He's, he's at medical stage. I think, now, I think right? Varane gets announced tomorrow at the medical exactly. stage. Exactly. So you basically, you've made some big signings this year. Mate, this is the best transfer window I've seen us have in a long time. In terms so, of... We've signed two players that elevate the first 11, which is not something we've done for quite some time where you're like, oh, he's a player, but is he going to be? We've literally gone and signed a player that goes straight into that defence and he's a fucking humongous upgrade on Lindelof, Bailly, Phil mm. fucking Jones, Tuanzebi, whoever the like you want to put there. Varane is a massive upgrade on all of them um, automatically. And we've gone and basically solved the right wing problem by sticking Sancho in there. And, you know, me and Woods have talked about it enough times. Sancho at the World Cup, the reason, or the, at the Euros, the reason why he wasn't trusted uh, other than one game was because he doesn't defend. Um, I keep reading that he presses from the front. Oh, fine. But he doesn't track back, right? But we've got Wan-Bissaka, whose gimmick is that he locks down flanks. So, you know, he's, he's almost the perfect player perfect, to have to complement each other, right? So we've literally done exactly what we needed to do. There's one position we need. We need a midfielder. Um, we still have the McFred axis of doom. 
uh, Matic. These players that just don't fit in any kind of system. We've still got De- uh, Van der Beek, who I just don't know what he is or what he does. Ball, he stopped, though. Ball accounts, we're changing formation to a 4-3-3, uh, which we'll be able to do because I would suggest Varane won't need the protection that Lindelof needs in that kind of... So, so, do you know what I mean? I, we're going to be able to aggress more aggressively higher up the pitch because Varane has the pace to cover, which no one did otherwise. So that should maybe negate the need for such a defensive-minded formation, having two sitting. Um, maybe then you have one sitting. Maybe Matic plays a lot more than we think he sh- would have played. And you be you are then able to play um, more Bruno and Pogba together, you know, because we are naturally going to be more offensive in the game. Look, I'm very intrigued by how this goes. Very, very intrigued. On paper, I like it, but I still think there's a massive gaping hole in that midfield. Midfield wins you games. Midfield controls games. Midfield controls the tempo of a football match. They control what happens in a football match. And we don't have a midfield. Um, and that really, really worries me. Um, really, really worries me, if I'm going to be honest. Because the problem is, we saw it at the Euros, right? Because Bruno Fernandes is your most influential player in there, right? Um, he has to be allowed to do what he does because he's... Just look at his numbers, right? United go wherever he takes them. The problem is, is that Paul Pogba, as, as France experienced, is he's got no interest in playing the other side of the game. So effectively, you've got such a... Uh, it's a classic thing, isn't it? You need a Kante to kind of sit there to do basically two men's jobs because Pogba isn't going to hold his weight. And it is this... I feel United in this weird spot because they can't afford to lose Paul Pogba, but equally losing Paul Pogba would allow them to go and replace Paul Pogba. Yeah, it's a very difficult one. For me, I do... I just would I would prefer Paul Pogba to play as fucking high up that pitch as humanly possible. Mm. I want him sitting there almost in a 10 or on the left wing playing on the edge of the box. Get him away from liability. That's all. That's what I need Paul Pogba to do. Because on the ball, when he's attacking, he can be great. Um, but you just wonder if that can work with Bruno, right? That's 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 the, that, that's, that's, my, that's, that's the hardest part of this, right? That's where Oli's getting paid to make that fucking work. Yeah. Um, and for what it's worth, like, I think that, I mean, like Rashford ain't start. he's missing no. the start of the season, right? Hmm. Maybe there's no, I mean, Martial apparently is looking lean and bulky and... Hey, look, he, look, he, looks, he looks good in the photos. He looks good in the photos, right, exactly. He looks good in the photos. Um, like United are looking like a good team off the bus, is what they, what they would say. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking healthy. Uh, Cavani's missing the first game of the season as well. He's not back from wherever he is at the moment. Um, by all accounts, I think Greenwood's going to be more of a striker this season as well, not necessarily yep. the right wing, because that's where Sancho will be. Look... We've got Jaden Sancho, mate. I'm buzzing. Let's be clear about it. We've got Rafael Varane. I'm I'm buzzing about this, right? I'm I, I'm Lee from last year, okay? But I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself because I still know there are still issues with the squad. No, and, and the biggest issue is the fact that we've got a manager that that I don't necessarily believe in. We have brought in that Eric Ramsey guy from Chelsea, who apparently is apparently he's come in and that he is so good at coaching. And everyone has been so impressed with him that they're talking about him potentially becoming the manager. <laughs> right? Because apparently he's making them all look like fucking idiots. Because he's just like, what is going like? Do you know what I mean? So that I found that just well funny, basically, because it's like, all right, we've got someone who knows what they're talking about, and it's not the brain trust of feeling and Solskjaer. You know? <laughs> it does seem that United and it maybe like the thing is is that Part of management is putting people around you that Mate, make that's, you look good, right? that's all management is. And I kind of feel that credit to Ollie because he's looked at it and gone, I defend and it set pieces. 
isn't just bad, it's fucking dreadful. There's no reason when you've got a player like Harry Maguire that every cross that comes into the box isn't fucking straight away. You heard what Varane wanted, right? Yeah, about the so video Varane tape. He said, I, I like, want to see-, see how you guys have been defending set pieces. Like, can you send me the tapes? And we went back to him and said, ah, there's no point. <laughs> it was just so dreadful that it literally is no point. <laughs> so, God. See, see I, 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 I'm quite high on United. I think they'll be good this year. Um, I've got us for, I've got us for second for what it's worth. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think they'll be tight between Chelsea and United. I've got them second at the moment as well. Um, I, I, I just think it'll be very close. I think it'll be close between the three pending. Mm. Yeah, I, that's, pending. What, that's what I think as well. I do think that... Um, I think Varane makes a massive difference to us defensively. Yeah, absolutely. Like Lindelof, you just watch teams play against you, mate. What they would do is go, the, the striker would go, I'm, I'm going to stand next to you all day because I'm not getting nothing off the other guy. Yeah. Uh, and I know I can push you around. See, and Dominic now Calvary that Luke. guy's gone. They, they, United have probably got the best back four in the league. Which is mad to think, right? Which is like... It's, it, it, no, it's... it's it's been expensively assembled, <laughs> but it's the be- it's the best back four in the league. The qu- that it's mad to think the question mark is now the fucking goalkeeper. <laughs> like that's incredible, right? Like we've had so many years of of De Gea basically keeping United afloat somewhat, and now basically he's finally oh, got I, a back four. I, in front I am going to say I, I, maybe we get a bounce back mate, here from this, De Gea, right? To be honest, with you, this has been my thought about this upcoming season. I understand the guy. I ain't seeing it. Right? I don't see no. it at all. Um, positionally, positionally, dreadful, fucking oh, abysmal. Um, De Gea has been brilliant with a fucking ramshackle defence in front of him. And it, and eventually you can't keep that up forever, right? I think if you were looking at a striker in their XG, he would have been like, do you know what I mean? The, the, like, do you remember Jamie Vardy last season where he was basically outstripping his XG ridiculously? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, this can't continue. I feel like that's what De Gea has been for quite some time. Um, stick a set of defence in front of him where you've got like, again, Maguire, Varane, Wambasaka and Shaw for decent defenders, and it's like oh, that might actually be be something nice. Who knows? Who knows? But let's see. Let's see. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to put you on the spot then before we go for a break, because yeah, I want some predictions then, and I just want champions. Manchester City. Manchester City. Or Manchester City. Okay, then. Yeah. we're going to do some more probably in depth predictions next week. I feel, but I'm not going to lie, boys. I'm fucking roasting over I, here. I'm sweating my my. my and I, and I'm ready to move things along. So we're going to hit. We're going to hit a break. I'm going to have some water, and when we come back from a break, we've got a, a new segment, which isn't really a new segment, but that'll be revealed. Okay, so that new segment that I mentioned is Lee's Fantasy Football Corner, which he hasn't prepared for. Basically, I'm going to be honest with you, listeners. I haven't even done with my own fantasy football team, so let alone start giving you guys tips. However, it's going to get my full my full attention at some point this week because basically the football season starts on Friday, and I realise I'm running out of time, and I've not even really looked at it properly. So uh, yeah, well, this is a fucking brilliant start to this segment, what, isn't what it? A, what we an should opener. explain to the to the, the listeners that we are we are we've sacked off predictions, right? We've sacked yes. it off. We've fired it into the sun because it's just a waste of old time, right? And Lee was chatting to us last year and he was like, you know what, boys? You know what? I kind of uh, got an idea. I think I think I'd like to start a new podcast all about fantasy football. And obviously, like, let's be clear about it. Who wants to do that? So we've um <laughs> uh no, look, basically, we Wait, all we could, all love fantasy mate. football, um, and it's a cool way to have a, a seg- uh, to replace the predictions with something a little bit cool, gives Lee some mic time, you know what I mean? He craves it, he craves that attention. Ooh. So 
you know, my my um, first of all, if I if I had my own fancy football pod, it'd be a very quick 15, 20 minute pod. It wouldn't be epic two hours of doom. And I don't think I'll be inviting Woods on too much. Put it that way to oh. make sure <laughs> I'm only joking Woods. Um, but no, yes, I, 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 I do like fantasy football and we will introduce it more as the uh, as the season well uh, from next week basically and also i was thinking pre pre-show first of all i haven't, haven't prepared properly but b i don't want to give away my my secrets before Ooh. the season starts so let me get the team going first and then i'll start to divulge my, my fancy question, right? knowledge because i'm going to explain lee, lee lee's pretty good at this game right he had a really good no. season last year no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, my, my question to you uh, wait would lee we have to sell the audience on the fact that you're a wizard okay when otherwise no one's listening when Woods like, puts you over and you go uh, i was one thousand i was one thousand nine hundred no, no, at one stage yeah uh which is very good when there's uh over a million two million players well, well, well seven million seven million i mean someone do the percentage numbers on that that's like top top something percent 1%. right uh, what the top one percent? This this is it. He's top one percent. He's basically Was. like he's 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 a billionaire amongst uh, uh, all a small fish. Lee, bench players, talk to me. Should I have bench players that I actually will rotate in on a week to week basis, or should I? They just literally be the dirtiest, cheapest players I can put in. Well, Sorry, I was, I was just, oh, no, up. I was just going to go there. Where did you say you finished, Lee? You're one thousand for what? No, I was one thousand nine hundred, and then I dropped out of off how many? There was seven million last year. Uh, that, that basically puts you at naught point, the top naught point two percent. Yeah, I, I, I didn't naught stay there. Let's, let's, wow! Let's, 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 wow! But See, we that's, have that. the top naught point two percent fancy football expert on our show. Damn it! And not only is he on it, he's the fucking host. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're, there's white lies galore in this. I'm in awe. Yeah, I'm in awe but, um, over here. I'll answer your question, so Woods. I'll, I'll answer your question, Woods. Me personally, I would always have a strong backup goalkeeper. I feel like that is always good. Strong backup goalkeeper. Yeah. Someone. Okay. When I say strong backup, not as in like someone that plays for a big club, but someone that plays regularly. So, so just in the case that so your you can, prime options playing Man City, you yeah, hope your backups playing exactly. So like last Newcastle. year, do you know who was perfect? Martinez. Martinez started off as a backup, and before you knew it, he ended up becoming your number one goalkeeper. And then you rotated him with like someone like from Leeds, who were conceding yeah. a lot of goals at the beginning, but then come second half of the season, they weren't. So there's another que- there's a question I have around that then as well because like my I've always subscribed to the theory of just get uh, don't get a good goalkeeper basically just get don't get a De Gea or a no, no, or whoever right um, and get in someone like your your middle of the road goalkeeper someone that's going to make like, like a Pope for example let's just just put it out there um, and then bring in basically my bench tactics are cheapest the cheapest possibly ones you can I've always done that right I also see a lot of people talk about goalkeepers and say just get two from the same club. So you're always mm-hmm. guaranteed to have one of them play. What What are your thoughts on that? No, I don't like that. Me personally, I feel like you, you can get you get two mid of the roads goalkeepers. So like, like I said last year, you had is it is it who's the league's goalkeeper? Is it Messier? Messier? Muslier, yeah, Muslier, him and and Martinez. Martinez was four point five. Obviously, he's gone up in value this year. Now, there's another way of doing it as well, which I've seen a few people have success with, where they go, they pick two goalkeepers from two teams that are guaranteed to not play at home on the same day, like on the on the jumping. So, like the majority of the time, because the grounds are so close or what have you, they can't play at home on the same fixture day. So that basically guarantees that for a lot of Someone's the season, you've always got one goalkeeper playing at home. 
Um, I've seen that tactic employed a few times from people and they swear by it, but getting that set of that's you know that scenario to come about isn't obviously the most obvious thing to do in the world. That that sounds hard. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it, you know, but um, especially in what is also could be another COVID hit season. You well, can't, this you can't se- well, this is the thing. This season, the fixture list is back to normal, right? It's not mm. staggered games every week, so it's it's actually like a Saturday fixture list. It's uh, from what I understand. Yeah, so. bad news, people. No more free to no football, exactly not free to watch. But there's no more football day. It's just yeah, I'm gonna have to wait for match of the day now to watch shit. The key as well is also is to look out for the new teams that come up. So like for someone like Brentford. I feel like they could be a they could be a good team to watch, and then seeing what their players do, and they they will have cheap players, and they will be the good ones to bring in because they'll be playing regularly, and then you have Tony. them as your as your, your bench players. Yeah, someone like Tony, you probably t- so t- penalty taker, but crucially as well to start the season, they got Friday night the thirteenth against Arsenal mm. at home. You know that that screams to me. Uh, he's bagging right. Tony, Tony's <laughs> in my team, mate. He's in that, my that's, team. That's 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 my tip it's a pretty obvious one maybe but that's my tip of the week let me ask you one more question lee because i know you're probably dying to get a towel on your head or something like that um the obviously a lot of people when it comes to fantasy football myself included they'll be like oh shiny signings yeah let's stick him in straight away son now Mm. how do you resist the temptation not to bring in your Sancho's, your Varane's, your Lukaku's straight away. Obviously, they're always going to get the case that some signings aren't going to get over the line by the tape, you know, by the first win by the first game week or what have you. But how do you resist that temptation? And how do you like, let's say for example, like putting Sancho in opening day, that's a risk. Because you just have no idea what you're going to get. How long do you leave it before you take a player in or take a player out? Do you have a do you have a rule on like, you know, if it's three games of nothing, of, of like, you know, two points, do you then take them out? Or are you more ruthless? Or do you give... How do you usually... So what's your mindset there? I'll give you an example then from last year. So I resisted going for James Rodriguez, even though I was really obviously excited as, a, as an Everton fan. And then I watched him in that first game against Tottenham. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. And he didn't actually do anything in the game in terms of goals or assists. But I put him in and then it paid off for the next, like, I think, three or four games. He then got goals and assists. But uh, he then quickly, obviously, uh, they, they dried up. The key is, I think, is recognising when someone's had a good run and when they finished that run and, and kind of getting on that run early. Like a classic one last year was Gundogan. Like he started off on, and I was like, I ain't buying it. I'm not, he's like five million and he was cheap. And I'm like, it's pet roulette. I don't want to get a Man City player. Before you knew it, he went on a massive run and... Yeah, I wanted to get him in, but obviously Gundogan had been at the club for a little while. Um, and well, I suppose on that then, like when you talk about a player going on a good run and like, when do I bring them in? Am I going to get involved? How closely do you pay attention to the, uh, like the, the, cause you see like the top players transferred in every week. You can basically keep track of, okay, mm. if a player is going on a run, you can see when they start to get picking up in terms of ownership. How closely do you pay attention to that? Do, do, is there a point where you go, you know what, there's no point now. Everyone's already got him, so I'm going to go for a differential instead. No, I no. Don't, don't don't know. Go go with the trend, essentially, because go for a differential, you know, when it comes towards, well, I say you your key players. So I don't know, like, so you've got someone like Salah. He's, a, he's an expensive player. He's probably one of the most expensive in the game. But if he goes on a run or he's on a run, you've got, you've got to get him in. So you, you have your expensive players in at the beginning and then you start to 
I don't know, you then build the room and make room for the for the cheaper guys as the season goes in. That's how I would do it. Personally. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean that is that is that the end of the segment? That was a uh, you know, are you are you happy with- We need to get a jingle for this. Well, I look, we have <laughs> we have a new intro, boys and girls. Let us know what you thought of it. It's a little bit, dare I say it, sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can, we can, we can construct something similar Put for it, the. I, I promise the listeners that when we come back next week, I will have something properly prepared in terms of who to bring in and and who I'll be having. Who, basically, some captains as well, because captain is probably one of the key things, isn't it? Obviously, when it comes to fantasy football, I would also personally very much like your wild card strategy. Because I mm. don't think I've ever used a bench boost well in my entire life. And maybe that's because, as I later want to say, I have Garbinder's bench. Do you know what I mean? So my bench boost basically results in one extra point, and so it's never really worth it. So, but then I've seen players get bench boosts galore, and it's like they they absolutely smash it. So, yeah, very intriguing. Some, some, sometimes with the wild card, it's difficult because if you do have a generally bad start, then you have to just play your first wild card. As in, you know, completely overhaul the team. Well, this if you get is lucky, why, you don't have to do it. This is why we have you, Lee, because what I would love to happen on this show is that people write in, right? Tweet us with oh, their fantasy football dilemmas and Lee Collard answers the call on the show. Yeah, that's what you know, I want to do. You know, I'm also tempted to do as well to set up a pod of two halves fantasy football team. Well, no, that no. But the thing is, surely you have to, right? Have your own personal one because yeah, you only give you only do... give that away because when like Rob to listens to the bo- show, yeah. he'll know what you're doing. Have a fantasy football pod of two hours team, and that will be yes. the one that's the public face. Now I lost the league last year because Rob Swan played a very very good differential. We're talking about differentials. Pepe went completely under the radar at the end of the season. He was bagged like five goals in four games or something. Basically, Pepe won him the league last year, and it fucking. I'm still fuming about it now, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, let's move on. I promise you, listeners, we'll have a proper fantasy football chat next week. <laughs> but it's been a being a long old talk today, and I'm literally sweating my balls off. So Woods is, is insisted on having you know winners and chumps, even though we've had no football. But it is a it's tradition. The soul of the show. It's the soul of the show, as he says there. So we've got an off season winners and chumps from. I, I haven't got any prepared myself, so I'm looking at you boys. I'm hoping Mikey's got something prepared. Otherwise, well, my it's just winner words. was my winner was PSG, just due to their incredible business of getting all basically assembling the Paris Globetrotters. It's um, yeah, the it's fact the, that they've got they've got the greatest. Pl- I know you're not going to say he's not a free, but they've got the basically the greatest player of all time on a free, and they've probably got the informed goalkeeper, young goalkeeper as well. Mm. And the engine room, and the engine room of basically the best club team in Europe for the last kind of three or four years. They've done yeah, all right, haven't they? Really, they've done they've okay. Done all right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go PSG for my winner. What about you, Winston Woods? You went Messi, right? Yeah, I went Messi because I, I, I think that he's played a PR blinder. Uh, I think everyone <laughs> has bought into this idea that oh, I really, I really wanted to play with Memphis Depay this year and Aguero's right leg. I was really looking forward to getting knocked out in the round of sixteen in the Champions League again. Can you, I, can you I'm, not I'm like devastated to disappear? Rather than look at it that way, can you not actually generally see that he's been in the club since he was thirteen? No, look, I'm sure there's a, an element of that, but like I'm looking at the photos, and there is a man that has the biggest and widest smile in the world, holding a number thirty Lionel Messi. So basically, up. you're saying he's Matt Hancocked it in terms of the crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> a little bit. Look, I, I'm sure there was some emotion in the moment, right? Um, that the fact that he's, he's got cameras and it was probably a realization. But I also genuinely believe he's probably like, I can't believe this is this, this is all coming together like this. It, it, it's not worked out badly for him, has it? Right. No. There, there's there's a geezer that lives in Turin, or probably doesn't live in Turin, but has to go to work there. That's probably fucking seething at the moment because uh, he knows that he's got a load of bums to play with and a manager that's got zero European pedigree to try and get him over the hump. And he's looking over at the guy that's about to win his seventh Ballon d'Or who gets to play with fucking Mbappe and fucking Neymar who's going to basically feed himself some goals. He's going to overtake me in all-time goals as well and he's going to win another bloody European Cup. It's not fair. It's not fucking fair. Although, what I will say is next summer when Mbappe walks off to to, uh, to to pass his new in Madrid, I think someone else is out of contract in Turin. I wonder if we get it. I wonder if we get just one season of it. What, Ronaldo and Messi? My mind can't yeah. contemplate that. That would be the greatest thing of all time. Just saying, just saying, because the the temptation just might be enough. They'll have the money. They'll have the money. I need it in my life, mate. You've planted the seed and now I'm... For for once, I'm actually like letting one of your seeds blossom in my head when it comes to transfers. (laughs) Because, you know, you're obviously one of your wild ones, but that's one I do like. Um, Okay, give me some chumps. Barcelona, man. Yeah, it's Barcelona. There's no other. There's no other chump other than Barcelona, or maybe no, just no, Liga. Whoa, 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 whoa. There, there, there's Everton and Rafa Benitez. <laughs> okay, all right. You I can have, have a winner. I didn't have a winner prepared, but there's definitely a chump. <laughs> oh, if he man. was wearing a suit, I could almost get on board. But he's a Did Spanish. He, have a, he had a little hat, right? It, the the peak, the peaked cap. Where it's just like, you know, super curved, like, you know, proper like old school. You I know? haven't seen this cap. I need to find oh, it. Ah, it's anyway. horrendous. It's made, it's big, totally cuteless, is, but worse. Yeah, the problem is with Rafa is he never looks the part. Um, I mean, he is, there's a reason why he was called the fat Spanish waiter, right? And, oh, mate, like, honestly. There's oh, a reason why, though, is because he's wearing a suit. Now, 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 what is he? The, the, the fat Spanish trainer? Yeah, he looks like yeah, someone that's, that's that used exactly. to be a, a a personal trainer from yonks ago, and he's let he's let his weight go a little bit. But he's like, I'm gonna have another crack at this. That's what he looks like to me. I mean, the fact that <laughs> oh, it's just the fact that they got fucking hammered by United at the weekend as well, and it's like, yep, that's how we're going into the season. Mm. Cool, right? Here we go. Mate, the thing is, he's gonna he's gonna have to <laughs> if he doesn't pick up any results in the early games, mate, those fans are gonna mate. The fans are already it's already toxic now on the forums and on the on on our social media. He's like, like a Liverpool fucking. They love him at Liverpool. They've got a fucking flag at Liverpool, mate, and the crowd waving it. You know, Rafa, you know, we love you and all that bollocks. I I it's the most you, ridiculous thing this. Ha- that <laughs> I, his last game. When when do you play at Anfield? When do you play at Anfield? I don't know. I don't want right, to find it. Because that'll be his last game in charge. Because you're getting pumped by Klopp, and the whole of the cop is going to be singing Rafa Benitez's name. Mm. That and that will be the yeah no this is done. That that will be the this is done moment, and it, everyone will look back and go, what on earth were they thinking? Do you remember last uh, when we were like I say Leah last season when we were talking about who Everton could get in and Nuno was one of them? It's like yeah, it's a bit, yeah. bit safe, bit boring. I would take that safe and boring all day. <sighs> Oh, it's just, I just, I, honestly, it's, it's, it's incredible the contrast between the two seasons going from Carlo Magnifico 
James Rodriguez and 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 the boys coming in to to where we are now. I it's just like what the but no, fuck. You, to be honest, I, at least you're getting a new stadium, right? Well, and, yeah. and, and they, they, they'll they, fill it up I in the championship. <laughs> the, the spades went in the ground, I think, this week. So, um, but no, you boys, you boys are right. I mean, on the grander scale of things, the fact that it is is, is Barcelona, isn't it? Because ultimately, they had the greatest player of all time, and now they don't. They've had they've had to take down all of the images outside the stadium because obviously they got massive billboards and messing. They're like, oh, mate, when fuck. I went to that fucking when I did the t- stadium tour. It's ninety nine percent of it is Lionel Messi, one percent uh, Ronaldinho, one like one percent Maradona. Like, there's literally it's all Messi. When you go through the trophy room, when you go through the museum, it's Messi. That is the only thing in the entire place. Everything, the corridors, is just his face. It's him celebrating. It's just him. That's all that exists in that club. It's it, the, the equivalent in my mind is 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 Michael Jordan. In the Bulls towards the end of his career, they fuck the cap situation so hard, which is you, you, basically because you've got the bird rights, it wouldn't quite work like this. But then it's like, ah, oh, fuck, we fucked this. And Michael Jordan goes to play with Shaq and Kobe yeah. at the end of his career. Like, that's effectively what sort of occurred here. Uh, it just blows my fucking mind that, that Barcelona have managed to, to get themselves into this situation. But the only way wow. this could have gone worse for Barcelona is if he'd gone to Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, uh, because what it, you what the, you the stated med- earlier with the fact that basically they got they sold Neymar, no, Neymar bought himself out of his contract yeah. to go to Paris, and in doing so, Barcelona fucked themselves, and then the end result has been that Messi's joined Neymar at Paris. So Barcelona don't have Neymar or Messi, and they and they've got and they've been lumbered with financial ruin in their in their in their efforts to 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 to, to recover from Neymar buying him. It's all Neymar's fault, mate. Neymar it this has been Neymar's the grand fault. plan. He, He's he the can't winner. step back. He can't step back into Barcelona ever. Mate, right? Neymar that, is the winner of my of the week for me, mate. Neymar <laughs> is the winner. Right? He is one life here because he's going to finally win that Champions League. That Neymar transfer is a fascinating one. There's a really good podcast by The Athletic about it. It's worth giving it a listen, but it all goes back to that game against Paris Saint-Germain, and believe it or not, which is incredible Like how this all comes, but it's because the game where they came back and beat Paris at home and everyone was like, what a performance by Lionel Messi. And Neymar's like, hang on a minute, I've literally just had the performance of my career here and you're talking about Lionel Messi. And at that point, it was like, fuck this, I'm done. Uh, and that's why he went to Paris. Um, it's just the whole thing's incredible. It's, this is going to make a great ESPN thirty for thirty in a couple of years' time. Wonderful, just the, just the, the, the dominoes, like the, the little domino of that, uh, leading all the way to Lionel Messi now playing somewhere else. This is literally like one of Woods's domino stories that he comes up with, where he goes, "This will happen, <laughs> then this will happen," and this is the most unlikeliest ones. If you just said this to us, Woods, like three years ago, we'd have been like, "You're talking shit, mate. What are you on about?" and Mate, it's literally. I'm never going to take you for granted again, Mister Woods. Right? I'm never. I'm never going to take you for granted again. Right? Wow. On that, that note, Mister Connor. Right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say. It, 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 well, if Ronaldo ends up playing with Messi at a PSG, then I will hold my hands up and go. Right, Woods is the Messiah of transfers. <laughs> he knows the future. He's got his crystal ball over there. But uh, yeah, um, let's let's send the show, boys, because it's been a long one. Obviously, it's our return yes. to the season, so you know excuses are allowed so if you have stuck with us all this time fair play to you hope you're not as hot as me and uh, yeah 33 degrees here right now 
Hey, it's a sweat box in here, mate, honestly. Um, so, yeah, do you, any, any final thoughts you want to promote us on any avenues before we do say goodbye? Mate, you can find us everywhere, man. Find us everywhere. You say that, you, you might not find us on Twitter for a little while, you know, every now and again, because oh. Woods sometimes puts out a naughty tweet. I, I, I genuinely felt terrible about this situation. <laughs> uh, fair play to Twitter, because it seems like they've shut down on basically using um, emojis of of uh, monkeys with their hands over their eyes, which is what I was basically tweeting at Lee. And they took offence to it, and I was a bit like, oh, no, I, I didn't mean that offensively. I just mean it in... Yeah, we, oh, we, should, we should clarify Woods meant it with literally no ill attention no, at all. Maybe. Absolutely not. It, it, it was kind of like, I, I should explain, uh, Everton were getting pumped at the time uh, and I was tweeting Mr. Collard that the bitter toppy uh, is, is looking forward to a long season ahead. Yeah, Hands over eyes monkey emoji. And then for that, we uh, we didn't get to we hear got a 12, from you. Twelve hour ban. <laughs> so like, oh, stop fuck. using those emojis, and you might actually get yep. to interact with us on Twitter. Yeah, at a pod of two yeah. halves. Let, I, look, at least they're doing something. Okay. Mm. Well, well, find us on iTunes, find or Apple Podcasts, find us on Spotify. All of the different ways you can even go to Google, type in a pod of two halves, and listen to us from the Google search result. Yeah, you can find us bloody everywhere or even from our good partners at sports social podcast network mate probably should have remembered probably should have said those yeah, definitely go check that out mate, um right well, hopefully we're gonna have some collabs this year right exactly right i will say one last thing right you know we were told that the adverts are on this show were betting adverts mate i receive all sorts now right i was listening to dan tracy's podcast i got an ikea advert then i then i was listening to one of our ones back to see what adverts we'd be getting there they change every time you try and listen to them i swear i got spanish ones coming up like all sorts right so i mean just betting adverts boys it's all sorts which is a great thing to hear so yeah okay and on that note goodbye from me Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.